0: Good evening, everyone. You're listening to Red Pill 78. As always, my name is Zach Payne, the corruption detector, and this is another edition of Red Pill News for Saturday Night Livestream. Joining me in the studio tonight, returning guest, good friend of the program, author Don Jeffries. Don has been a guest on the show a number of times in the past, so you may have seen us discussing his books, Hidden History and Crimes and Cover-Ups in American Politics and more. But tonight, we're going to be discussing his latest book, Masking the Truth, How COVID-19 Destroyed Civil Liberties and Shut Down the World. Uh, This is a subject that uh, has left no one untouched. So please do me a favor, if you wouldn't mind... Hit the like button on your way in. If you're over on Foxhole, hit the red pill. If you're over there on Rumble, let everybody know to refresh the screen. And I would sincerely appreciate it if you shared the show. All right. Without further ado, sit back, relax, grab your popcorn. We're going to be right back with Don Jeffries after this special message from the sponsor of tonight's program. Now according to reports, a new cyber attack occurs every 39 seconds, and many of these attacks are on financial institutions like banks, because cyber criminals have realized that's where the most valuable data is. And this is why I highly recommend Virtual Shield One to put your security in your hands. Virtual Shield One is an advanced identity protection suite that includes Virtual Shield's military-grade VPN with a strict no-log policy, $1 million in insurance, social security protection, dark web monitoring, and more. Virtual Shield now offers Delete Me capabilities to locate and help hide your information from search results and people's search websites. You can sign up today to get a $60 day risk-free trial of virtual shield one along with several free bonuses included completely free just simply go to the special website in the description of this video virtualshield.com forward slash red pill 78 once again that's virtualshield.com forward slash red pill 78 and when you support my sponsors you support this channel all right. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us. And please join me in welcoming our guest for this evening, the esteemed Donald Jeffries. Don, how you doing tonight, buddy?
1: Fine, Zach. It's great to be back on your show.
0: Awesome. It is always a pleasure to be able to welcome you back. And uh, of course, I mentioned that we are going to be discussing your latest book tonight. You guys, if you 're not aware, Don is an accomplished author. Uh, he has uh, several different books that he 's released we 've talked about a number of them here on the show in the past and uh, Don, uh, you the last time you were here, uh, it was under you know unfortunate circumstances. We were discussing uh, the uh, the situation with your brother, um, and i 'm assuming that he was uh, the impetus for the writing of this latest book, Masking the Truth. Is that
1: right? Well, he was he was the reason that I finished it. Yeah, because I had I started writing the book uh, when this COVID thing began, and uh, I, I didn't know what it was. It was unclear to me. I didn't know what the uh, where it was going. I didn't know what the, know what the end game was. I'm still not sure of the actual end game. But um, at length, I finally put it aside, and I started working on uh, the next volume of Hidden Mystery and just kind of put it aside. But I'd written a chunk of it. Uh, part a basically part one but then when the vaccine uh, came along i began it became interesting and then my brother was uh, as i say was murdered by hospital protocol in january 2022 with so many others and i've had lots of those people on my show and it was amazing to discover hear from people all over the world that went through the exact same thing with their loved ones so that really pissed me off and it uh it gave me an inspiration to finish it so i uh i had to do it for him if for nothing else and uh so that you know was obviously something that inspired me to write the rest of the book and so uh it was it was finished uh, to the extent that i can finish it as i said there's really no way to end a book like this because is it's this ongoing. Over? i don't know yeah yeah it's <laughs> ongoing so i did the best i could and took it right up to the the moment that i could and uh we'll see where it goes from here but i think i told the whole story in the book
0: has there been any uh, uh, updates on the case with your brother i didn't know if you had any perhaps legal challenges that you might be able to mount uh, as a result of what happened with him
1: well no i think i would wait for uh um, if there's a class action lawsuit just to join in uh there may be right now in california there are uh, two lawsuits ongoing uh for again almost identical yes you can a couple hospitals out there uh, we will see how that goes uh i imagine if Enough of these are successful that a lot of people will join together and have a collective uh, class action lawsuit. But the problem with this, you know, Zach, is that you really can you're, you're suing the system basically. Mm-hmm. Because who are you going to sue? Because I can't. It's really not you know a particular doctor or they're all following this hideous protocol, and it's because the protocol is profitable for the system. Remdesivir, ventilators, all the rest. They make a lot of money by using that. So uh, they stress that this is a protocol, certainly the nurses, they just go you know, along with it. So uh, you can't really sue like a negligent doctor that did it because they're all they did what they're told to do. But the system is the one that needs to be held accountable for it because they uh, held profits above uh, humanity and they killed a bunch of people. They made a lot of money doing it.
0: Yeah, well, they certainly did. Um, so those uh, lawsuits that you mentioned in California, <clears throat> my friend Michael Hamilton, who is an attorney, I yes, believe that he's, he, one of,
1: he's one of the yes, ones. Yes, yes.
0: That's what I thought. Yeah. So from what I understand, uh, he is actually going after the hospital system. I believe that Kaiser Permanente yeah. might be one of them. If I, you, you can't quote me on that because it, it uh, might be slightly different. He's he's in the midst of a, a, a major battle out there. But um, it, it's not only Based around the COVID stuff or the forced vaccinations, I mean, uh, they've also been uh, having their hands in uh, the recent spate of uh, transitions that they're pushing on people. You know, I mean, in the same way, this is something that I think a lot of people don't think about. In the same way that COVID treatment uh, protocols uh, are a major revenue increasing machine for these hospital systems and for doctors transitioning someone is also a major, major moneymaker. And uh, that's just not something that I think a lot of people consider. I mean, it's really unfortunate that people have been reduced to numbers like this. But, I mean, that's kind of the way it is across the board with anything, isn't it now?
1: Yeah, and it's. I think that uh, if there is, from what we can see, the, the goal of all this, and I, you know, I call it the greatest sigh up in the history of the world. And I, I, if there is a goal, an obvious goal, it is a eugenicist goal, you know that these people are eugenicists. Bill Gates, certainly probably the foremost eugenicist in the world. He's right in the center of this production. Uh, it's to, for, They want millions and millions of people to die, and they said it over and over again. This is their goal, mm-hmm. All their tabletop exercises and so forth. So if you combine what we see with COVID, where you have an unimaginable amount of people that have died from the Warp 2 vaccine, we don't even know, unimaginable people that have died like my brother did from hospital protocol again, we don't know. You combine that with the transgender agenda, which has caught fire right in the middle of this. Really, the last couple of years, this thing has gone just on warp speed itself, along with the vaccine. And what do they all have in common? They all have in common if, if you're if you're killing people. And as my friend Naomi Wolf has shown, you look at the Pfizer documents and you see how the vaccine messed with reproductive organs of women and men, both. Yeah. Testosterone levels are dropping, in men. so they were already having fewer children. But the transgender craze ensures that there will be fewer and fewer children. Girls turn into boys, boys turn into girls. You're not going to have babies. So, again, that that serves the purpose of eugenics. They want to get rid of people. So I think it's a combination of factors. And I don't think it's an accident that this is happening at the same time. And uh, it's, it's hideous. It's basically an anti-life agenda. But, you know, I've written about that before. We are basically the people that rule us are pro-death. Mm-hmm. They have everything they push, they and, and uh, Alex Jones, is it's not crazy when he talked about these people, really. They do believe that human beings are scourged on the planet. Mm-hmm. That's why you see the AI coming out as well. They do want to merge with AI and achieve their version of immortality they don't believe in God. I don't think they're going to get that kind of immortality, spiritual immortality. This is what they're doing, and they, they they don't want the regular humans. So they uh, and they get it up AI technology. They don't even need the grunt the people to do the grunt work anymore. So it's I think that's what this is about. I don't know, but I also think there's an element too of just seeing how far they can push things. Certainly with the lockdowns and everything. So uh, will there ever be any blowback? And there wasn't any blowback. So they realized they should know now. They can push as much as they want, and the next time they decide to try something. They know there's not going to be any, any uh, pushback because they shut down the entire world, Zach. And I point that they, the entire world, this was a worldwide production. It wasn't just America. Within like less than a week, they didn't need a single troop. They didn't need a single cop. They, not a single shot was fired. That's the saddest thing of all this is that no one questioned it from the very beginning. And what makes my book different than all the others? You know, Naomi Wolf wrote, wrote a fine book. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. wrote a fine book about Fauci. Alex Barrington, Peter McCullough. They've been good books. But mine is the only one that starts at point A. I don't, I, don't, I don't accept, for instance, that there was a virus and then this happened in response to it. I look, okay, what is that virus? Where, what, what happened? Exactly what was it? What is COVID-19? Nobody else asked that question. And so I discovered in there that, that COVID-19 has never been isolated. The government tells you strain has never been isolated. So they can't prove it exists because if you can't isolate it, you can't prove it exists. If, if COVID-19 was on trial in a courtroom, boy, Your Honor, you know, we're throwing this case out because we can't produce any isolates of it. So I talk about the empty hospitals. I've interviewed those people on my show, Jason Goodman and Citizen Richard These guys did great work. I talk about the uh, the alleged uh, freezer trucks that had bodies where you had people out there filming them and showing they were all in the off position. They were absolute monstrous lies. All the media talked about it. Well, there's been bodies in these trucks on the Schenectady River for a year. I mean, lies that are, you know, Beyond science fiction, I talk about the dancing nurses. They're all part of this. Mm-hmm. I worked in a hospital, and I can tell you, under no circumstances would you see 10, 12 nurses stage a production number, well, professionally choreographed, and then be interviewed on the Today Show, event even if it was a slow time, I mean, the hospital would never allow that, mm-hmm. any hospital. But to do it in the midst of an alleged pandemic, this, this again, there were... <laughs> This thing is based on nothing. They, they called the Warren uh, report uh, a, a, a house of cards that was going to collapse. This, this—you have to come up with a new kind of uh, you know, uh, way to describe this. This is—you just scratch it a little bit, and it all far falls, falls apart. What is COVID nineteen? Is COVID nineteen? Is a two thousand nineteen version of the yearly coronavirus? Yeah. What happened to COVID twenty? What happened to COVID twenty one? What happened to COVID twenty two? They're just never—we're never, never going to have any more coronaviruses. What happened to the viral theory? I don't know if Andrew Kaufman is right or not, that there are no viruses. I, I don't know enough about that. But I do know if you believe that these things are viruses, we've been taught science tells you viruses burn out in the heat. Mm-hmm. So how do these things keep coming up? China just recently today hey, we're going to have 65 million new cases this summer. And Again, that conflicts with all medical history. So they have to come up with some new explanation, and they're not even explaining it. They're just throwing it out there Oh, more COVID, more COVID, more dangerous than ever. Nobody questions it. And I keep saying, you know, we talk about the uh, everything it's based on this entire thing, the foundation of it, of the PCR test, which was developed by Dr. Kerry Mullins, who died very conveniently. Mysterious. (laughs) (laughs) Very convenient time. And right after bad-mouthing, I have all the quotes in the book. And I think he knew what was happening. And and he and this is not a conspiracy theorist. This is the guy that invented the test. So nobody should know more about it than he does. A scientist. He said, <laughs> a scientist. <laughs> and he, he said, uh, you know, this test is is just gonna give you any result you want. Mm-hmm. And and we've heard the 90% false positive rates. Everybody I know, the, the home test kits, all these people that are panicking. Uh, my positive, positive, they're all relying on this ridiculous test that means nothing. It's very much like the uh, HIV test, which Fauci was also involved in back during AIDS, which again gave a huge false positive. And the idea was to give them AZT, mm-hmm. he told them, you know. And um, then as now, they describe people as asymptomatic. Now, another word for not sick. So they're not sick, but you get tested. Oh, now I have something. So suddenly I had a symptoms. So there's a, I think there's a psychosomatic factor here, and I think there's also a fact that of all the people I've talked to, and somebody say they know somebody died of died COVID or whatever, they're very excited. Well, they die in the hospital. Mm-hmm. I haven't met anyone yet that, that didn't said no, they died at home. Not right. one. So, again, I think, well,
0: we're the hospital. So supposedly, what was it? Diamond or Silk supposedly died from oh, COVID at home. True. That's the only one that I've ever heard of. But, but that you, that's sketchy, too. That's that story doesn't really make a lot of sense. The whole to me. thing
1: is sketchy yeah. and we don't know. Was she vaccinated? It's kind of unclear. And, well, I, and
0: from you- from what I understand, she wasn't. But you know, if I had to guess, honestly, I mean, I would say that it's likely that she was assassinated. You know, I mean, like, can can you imagine the the psychological power that the people on the left or the or the uh, uh, the decision makers, you know, trying to control this this entire psyop? You know, h- how much psychological power it has? You know, oh, you know, this uh, this conservative uh, tell or broadcaster, you know, out there spewing yeah. her her uh, unscientific lies all day and she dies of covid i, I saw people celebrating online on twitter it was disgusting oh, yeah
1: yeah we have that well the, the one that survived i guess it was uh silk kind of, i of forget which one died but the yeah. other one the one that survived had some very and i haven't heard from her since she had some very interesting comments where she seemed to be alluding
2: mm-hmm.
1: to the vaccine and and she was kind of, i it was kind of unclear what you're saying but she was blaming somebody or something for it it looked like she was talking about the vaccine i don't know but i haven't He's kind of dropped out of sight since then which i guess doesn't surprise people but um you're right i mean that maybe i don't know but I, I doubt that again i doubt that with COVID. i don't know should, maybe you know it could have it's not impossible for these people to die of heart attacks especially if they're overweight or something. you know it happens so uh or as you said you know it's obviously not impossible for them to be knocked off because we know they, they seem to have a hit squad somewhere because, oh yeah uh, oh no
0: <laughs> def- they <laughs> certainly do so from if if i remember correctly From her eulogy when she was giving that Um, the insinuation was that, yes, these vaccines are killing people. But I but I also saw her state uh, offline someplace else that uh, that neither of them were vaccinated, but that it was more the implication of people were getting sick. And it wasn't what we were being told and that perhaps it was a biological weapon because, you know, I mean, let's let's go back to the idea of viruses not existing. I've, I've definitely had some uh, some great shows talking about this uh, viral delusion theory, you know, the idea that, you know, they haven't isolated viruses. You, you say that. People just like instinctively say, well, you're crazy, even though they believe some of the baddiest things that I've ever heard. You know, what I mean, it just it, it goes goes like that. People choose what they want to believe or they look into it and they say, well, there's some evidence for it. And if you look into this specific one, yeah, they haven't actually isolated viruses. You know, they've t- they found parts of different things and then they have attributed them to whatever it is they're looking for. And then they say, you know, this is what it is. And here's the science. And you just got to trust us on it. So. You know, I I don't know what it well, I don't know what it is. I think that it was a biological weapon of unknown origin. I can't tell you because I'm not a scientist. I wasn't in the research labs. I don't know enough. To be able to put a fine point on it, but I mean, I can tell you, I know people who got sick. I got sick. Yeah, you know, I got sick uh, one time, and it was uh, I was deathly ill. I never went to the hospital. I was like, "There's no way I'm going to let myself go to the hospital." Thank did. Yeah. yeah, but for like ten days, I couldn't get off the couch. I I lost twenty pounds. I could hardly eat. You know, I still. Have not regained my sense of taste and smell. Uh, I still have tinnitus. All three of those things just like so strange. You know, definitely not associated with your average cold or flu. And and I don't know what happened. You know, I don't know what the point was or or, you know how that occurred. But I can tell you, I definitely experienced something. And I I, and I don't think in my case it was psychosomatic. Although I think you're right. I think people certainly have the ability to fall into that because we had all of that messaging going on all the time. But I thought Mm -hmm. you know. I I, I thought I I just didn't even believe that it existed.
1: I I just well, well, that's that's, and that's what you know. That's maybe because I haven't been sick. But yeah, uh, if you look at part A, my book, what I talk about is that this is what if if this thing was real, if there was a deadly virus, the first thing that would have happened is our leaders, as evil and corrupt as they are. Unless they have some secret immunity to it, well, I guess maybe you could say they do, but sure. they would have to do that because otherwise they would have responded differently. First of all, mm-hmm. the first thing you would have done: seal the borders.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Borders were never sealed, not under Trump, let alone Biden. So that was the first indication. Wait mm-hmm. a minute. So politics is not stopping here. The borders. Why isn't the border? This is a deadly pandemic. You don't. You don't, do you? Do you all want to die? Leaders, no. And the fact that we saw all our leaders over and over again not. Taking it seriously, they were all without. I mean, I, we know how ridiculous the mask thing was, but they were constantly caught without their masks. They were constantly caught hugging and and not practicing super social distancing stuff. So they didn't appear to be scared of anything.
0: No, no. So, so, they, so pandemic that's for a, thee, but not for me.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's so. And I, you know, I knew uh, Tim Cully is a cocktail host, underrated guy who. Uh, He was very sick for a while and I, he doesn't know, but again, he went in the hospital too. And we have Rob Skibo. I interviewed his uh, who was big in our world and I interviewed his, uh, his widow, Sheila. He must've been incredibly sick because he went to the hospital knowing what he knew and they killed him. Yeah. But you know, unfortunately, but so it's good thing you didn't, but so I don't know. I mean, sir, I don't When people say that. I certainly don't put it past them. It's not like they, they wouldn't do something like that. it would be, a lot easier for them to do it, I guess, than you know anything uh, more elaborate. But uh, I just all I can do is analyze the data, and I know that we looked at the numbers. In part, the first part of my book is concerned with whatever COVID is. The second uh-huh. part is the vaccine stuff. But first part is COVID, what led up to the vaccine. And when you look at the dancing nurses in the hospital, the empty hospitals, why were they? Why were they making up stories about bodies in refrigerated trucks? Why were they making up stories about prisoners on Rikers Island? These kind of things.
0: Let go. I, I want to talk a little bit about the bodies in uh, in, in the freezers or, you know, the, the, I, I remember seeing a clip of <clears throat> what looked like a, <laughs> uh, like a bulldozer, like moving bags yes. of bodies, like into yes. an open pit. Like I was like, what the hell is this? Auschwitz or something? You know? Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> ridiculous. I mean, I, I again, I worked in a hospital and uh, you know i i you know I saw the sausage being made so that's another reason I'm not too surprised at this because I don't have a very high opinion of the medical industrial complex
2: yeah me either if you,
1: if you if you work at a restaurant you're not going to eat there uh, so <laughs> it's, it's, it's the same thing so it's the same thing when when you see the sausage being made you know in, in behind the scenes but still as bad as I think these people are they would never have treated I mean I saw a film supposedly where they were like you said it had had like a body on a forklift outside. I mean, that, just, yeah. that would this never happened—not <clears throat> in a million years. It was, and they would, they wouldn't put bodies in a refrigerated truck on the Schenectady River for a year. It's like, so you mean none of those people had anybody that were interested in claiming their? I mean, each the stories made no sense. And when you had um, first had, um, you had, Justin, you had Jason Goodman, and then you had Citizen Richard. They were going up and, in inter- I don't know if you saw those videos, you saw the videos of the EMT personnel smoking cigarettes and laughing. Every time oh, they'd ask them about COVID, they started laughing.
0: Yes, yes.
1: What? And all the ambulances were unused. Nothing going on anywhere. And everybody he tried to ask walking out of the hospital about COVID, they would just kind of smile and walk on. That doesn't make any sense. That's not, no. I don't know what pandemic folks to look like, but it, didn't look, it shouldn't have looked like it. It's bad, I don't think. But both of the things, that, and I know how much they lie about everything. Mm-hmm. And I know how much they uh, the circus atmosphere they put on and the uh, uh, the scripted spectacle. For instance, you know, I didn't get it in the book because I didn't find out about it until after the book was written when my friend Tony Ardern told me that you, you want to know this the the the, the, uh, the Truman Show element behind this. You know what the name of the first patient that allegedly got COVID in England was?
2: Uh,
1: I think
0: I've heard this, but tell me, tell me,
1: William Shakespeare. Well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the one
1: and only. <laughs> I, I mean, I, you're, I mean, Your Honor, I rest my case. I Couldn't mean, write I mean, a better story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, again, how how obvious do they have to make it? And so this is you had. Uh, I talk about uh, Dr. Colleen Smith, who again, who's been for. I tried to email her. She actually had an email. Shockingly, she didn't answer me. But uh, this is, if you remember, one of the many fake elements. She first of all, she again, I worked in a hospital. She violated every HIPAA rule in the book. By going through an ICU unit, supposedly, and filming it. And what she was harping on, man, again, this is when they were really beating on Trump constantly, because Trump was playing the part of being skeptical about it, yeah. not taking it seriously. So they were beating on him nonstop. We need more ventilators. We didn't know yet that ventilators were going to kill a lot of people, but it's constantly. We need more ventilators, more ventilators. And uh, so she was talking about, we don't have enough ventilators in here. We don't have enough. How are we supposed to treat these people? So again, violating HIPAA regulations. New York Times has a front page story about it. Uh, Dr. Colleen Smith, again, you want to bring up the Sandy hookish element here. Dr. Colleen Smith is an expert in what they call medical simulation. Oh, really? What the, <laughs> hell, is, what the hell is medical simulation? <sighs> I don't know what it is. I've never heard of it, but it certainly sounds hoaxy. It doesn't say, I mean, does it doesn't, it doesn't see if you, if you're going to come up with a PSYOP, you know, medical simulation, but I mean, so go back and look at those dancing nurses. They appear to be either, I don't know which would be worse, real patients on gurneys or mannequins. Mm-hmm. I don't know which is worse, but uh, that they're dancing around and doing these numbers. I mean, this is, this is beyond belief if you've ever what? worked at a high I can tell you,
0: certainly uh, I I, over the, the course of the last couple of years, there was multiple times that I found video footage like either from a newscast or from, you know, some medical professional filming inside of an ICU or a covid ward. And, uh, you know, and, and, uh, they would show people that are supposedly dead or they're supposedly in a coma and like somebody gets up or they check their phone or, you know, they're in a body bag and they look at their yes. phone. You know, I mean, it's so it's quite obvious that there was, uh, you know, a fair <laughs> yes. amount of stage stage production going on.
1: so that's and that's, you know, and that's why, you know, when people talk about Russia and Ukraine. I can't get that picture out of my head of supposedly the dead bodies and body bags. And the guy one of the dead bodies unzips the body bag and starts smoking a cigarette out there. Out there. so you know, it, it, and we saw the same kind of thing during the COVID. So it's people wonder why, and if you go back and look, I I, I take this back to the very beginning. Started in what they called the first tabletop exercise was two thousand and one, and they called it Dark Winter. Mm-hmm. So it's no accident when Joe, Joe Biden, Biden said it's going to be exactly, a dark winter. <laughs> exactly. So they obviously told him to say this, so he's babbling about it's going to be a dark winter. Don't be, so they know what they're doing. That was the name of their first tabletop where they started this, where they started rehearsing, simulating, practicing for a what they called the a deadly pandemic, always came out of China. And how can we develop a vaccine for it? Bill Gates is there, the WEF is there, WHO, CDC, all the suspects in this case. So they had and I described them all in the book, they had six, seven other ones leading up to Agenda two O One, which was right after Dr. Terry Mullis died conveniently right before COVID, you know, burst upon the world stage. So these people, you look at people like Fauci. Fauci, at when, when Trump well, uh, was elected, he came up with this ridiculous prediction saying that, you know, when you know, Donald Trump is, is going to have to deal with some kind of huge medical emergency or pandemic or something like that. What, why would you say that? that? I mean, that there's no reason, rational reason, to make some kind of prediction, but we saw Gates as well. Other people, they were predicting, and I have it all in the book. They made all these statements on the record, nonsensically and irrationally predicting some kind of tremendous pandemic when we hadn't had anything since 1918, the Spanish flu. Mm-hmm. Really, the only pandemic we've had in American history that really qualifies to that extent. But as I write about in the book, there is reason to question the 1918 Spanish flu too. I, I was mean,
0: gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say that. Let Let's talk about that one a little bit because I've definitely heard some uh, suspicious things.
1: Oh, there's, there's a, there was a nice article that I by John O'Sullivan that I, I quoted from in there that indicates that uh, it may have been a medical experiment uh, gotten out of hand, an early thing financed by the Rockefellers who uh-huh. were just developing our horrible healthcare system. They were just starting it. And uh, it may have been an attempt to develop an early vaccine at a uh, military base in Kansas. And some people believe that what happened was uh, it, these guys who took whatever they gave them uh, brought it out, brought it out to Europe and everything. When they went out in the trenches, soldiers. So uh, did that happen? I don't. Know, but I can tell you that uh, I started looking at these photographs of people, you know, from 1918 that were wearing masks, and I'm very dubious of that. It was a different time. I just don't see many people doing that. And as an old baseball fan, I love, you know, I really love like the dead ball era and everything. I, I used to be fascinated by that. I read all every book on the subject. There was a picture they published, and I had seen this picture in books about old baseball a batter at bat in the 1918 world series and i've seen the picture before in this they had superimposed a mask on his face at the plate he was not wearing a mask in that picture i've mean, seen it many times and no baseball player in 1918 these were not modern athletes these were tough guys who were drunk half the time they would have punched you if you tried to <clears> put, <throat> put a mask on their face there's no way they would have done they would have thought nah, I'm, not, I'm not a sissy But that's the extent that they're willing to go. So when I saw that, I said, man, this this is a production. And you tell me what the difference is between that and what Winston Smith did at the Ministry of Truth in 1984. That was his job. He did stuff like that. He would have been superimposing mass on it to make it look to bring history into accord with the present reality. And that's what they're attempting to do here. And uh, so... They may not even have had that. I don't know what, what was responsible for that, but I'm not sure that was a natural thing either. But regardless, um, the, the authorities never responded the way you should respond to this. They certainly I mean, just look at how many uh, hospitals were set up, makeshift morgues. And they talked about it. even Trump tweeted about it a couple of times. He got trouble about how they haven't any patients they set up and they, there were no patients ever. Well, these makeshift hospitals, you
0: know? the, the the ships, the ships in New York City. <laughs> ships, that, that's yes. an example right there. Listen, Don, we've got to take a break for the second half of the show, but I want to follow up with this line of reasoning when we get right back. We'll be here in a second if you're thinking about heading to Binance or you already have an account there or maybe you're going to open a crypto account at some other large global exchange I want you to stop and instead head on over to MyDigitalMoney.com Now why is that? Well, because last month it was revealed that Binance has been co-mingling customer funds, at least in 2020 and 2021 This is a clear breach of US financial rules that require that customer money be kept separate from company revenue. Now, by Finance has actually denied mixing these funds, but the SEC has another thought in mind. Now, if this sounds familiar, it's because this is the same exact situation that FTX was in that led to its epic downfall, taking $8.9 billion in customer funds with it. And this is why My Digital Money keeps your assets with a qualified custodian under your name. When you invest with My Digital Money, your funds are completely secure. It will never be commingled with company funds. And in fact, no no matter what happens to my digital money your funds will always be safe because you see my digital money complies with regulations regulations that are designed to protect you and your funds so if you want to invest in cryptocurrency invest with my digital money head on over to mydigitalmoney.com by clicking the link in the description box below or you can give them a call at 833-636-2008 and when you support my sponsors you support this channel All right. We are back. So the USS Comfort departed New York City after treating less than 200 patients. You want to hear something interesting, Don? I had a guest uh, a couple of months back, um, John Cullen. He said that at the exact same time that they uh, sent these ships to New York City, supposedly under the guise of uh, critical COVID care, there was also a a celestial body, like an asteroid or a meteor or something that came very close to hitting the Earth. And he suggested that perhaps these ships had been sent out for disaster relief in the event that something like that would happen. I gotta say, I think that that's more plausible (laughs) than the idea that that they would be used for critical care for COVID patients, because as you can see, I
1: mean, they they were completely unnecessary. Absolutely, and again, that goes into... If this was any kind of a deadly thing that escaped or was released, uh, you know, uh, on purpose, then you would not, there would be no reason for them to be lying, to be making, it. To, I mean, we see it. it, my book is full of what I could find, that they admitted, people that were in, uh, you know, fell off roofs and had heart attacks and things, that they, they constantly padded the stats and claimed they had it covered. Now, this, this thing began in China, supposedly, and uh, <clears throat> I go back to the very beginning, I analyze what happened in China. I don't think people were really falling dead in the streets like they claimed early on.
0: No, no, that I, was I'm very, theater.
1: Yeah, and I'm very dubious of the woman they filmed walking around spitting on doorknobs. I mean, what, what, why did she want to spread it? See, so, again, they, they do these things. I'm very dubious of the fact they were nailing people shut inside their houses when they had open windows next to the nailed doors. None of it makes any sense. It was a fear porn going crazy. And then very quietly, and I have in the book, the Chinese source admitted when when it moved on to Italy, they admitted that. Uh, well, actually, you know, we did include cases of pneumonia and flu, COVID cases. They admitted it. Then you go to Italy, lockdown a whole. That's when the fear porn really began in earnest. The entire country is quarantined. It never happened before. So that got my attention. And uh, oh man, they're just dropping like thousands and thousands of people died. Then the ominous photo of ominous rows coffins is released theater like the sandy hook Congo line you know you release a photo and it's supposed to somehow explain things well the people on the internet no professional journalists they quickly found that this was a photo that was 10 years old and from another part of the world mm-hmm. they didn't apologize they don't care they kept the fear porn up and then the italian media at the end of it just said oh by the way actually 99 uh, percent of these people were old people that died of other things Mm-hmm. so again it was so it was all and, and then we tell the same thing in new york new york had to change they had to redo their statistics constantly the whole thing they there would be no reason to pad the stats but this is what the who and the cdc did in 19 in 2009 when uh, my friend Cheryl atkinson one of the few good journalists left in this country was fired by cbs for exposing that mm-hmm. they were doing the same thing lying trying to pad the stats to make it look like more people were dying you don't do that unless you're just trying to terrify the public. And why would you want to terrify the public? Obviously, to try to control them. So they have a history of doing this. Everything turned out. They have all these tabletop exercises that, amazingly enough, everything turned out the way they want. And that's why I think it's no accident that the, the lab leak theory, which they uh, you know, they seemingly opposed for a long time, and now the Republicans are you know jumping on this and making a big deal out of it, see it you know from it. So and they're they're pretty much admitting that now. Mm-hmm. So this was the idea. It's kind of like saying the mafia killed JFK. The fallback position and it's it's again to get the people distracted and to keep their minds off so they'll just blame you know China China China. What what are we going to do about that? We can't do anything about our own school boards. You know, we're going to do something about Chinese officials. So it's it's better for them to blame them. And and make it look like they wanted to do this. And we couldn't help. American officials just had to lie about everything. You know, they had they had to not seal the border and all that stuff. It doesn't make any sense, but it's a fallback position, and it's gonna make it look like uh, uh, too many Republicans would be satisfied with that. See see, see Wuhan, Rand Paul especially is very disappointing in that. He just he just focuses on that at all. he's questioning this awful criminal Fauci. So many things he can question him about, but he focuses just on that. And uh, I, I wish, you know, again, they would open their eyes to big picture. This is the greatest sign up in the history of the world. I don't know how many people are involved in it, but once you set this thing in motion, people are terrified of this. And you don't, you know, it's, it's like any other thing that happens. You don't need that many people involved to begin with. Right. right. You, have, you have a riot. You just you just put a handful of government informants there to start throwing Molotov cocktails. and People follow. Well, look this at January 6th exactly exactly january is all you needed is you know um ray epps and a handful of other that's right to be out there and 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 it it lights a fire people a certain number of people are going to follow because most people are followers Mm -hmm. and uh but in this case people should be questioning this because this this is nothing has we talk about jfk 9-11 all that stuff it's child play compared to this this is an entire worldwide thing and this affected as you mentioned earlier this dramatically affected everyone's life. I know in my family, my family is fractured to a degree because of it. Every family pretty much is. Especially when you have somebody like me and they're a black sheep like there that's a a divisive force because of what I'm saying. I'm not going along with the program. We may never heal from these wounds. I don't don't think families will ever be the same again because – and the problem is the other side is never – they're never. They're not even going to admit something like the lab leak. You know, they're, they're never going to admit that we were right because they demonized it so much as conspiracy theories. I would call it dangerous. I lost. I started being shadow banned on social media because of this, mm-hmm. and I still am. And and uh, I lost uh, I, one of my nieces canceled me. I lost friends. I lost people who had written reviews for my book, who had interviewed my book, who had interviewed me, who loved my work. Suddenly, I was dangerous. Hated me. And uh, so, it's, this is why this subject is so important because you can't, something like this, especially, it, it, it's, it's now and it affected everything. And that's why the, the subtitle is Destroyed Civil Liberties. It has destroyed our civil liberties. Look, look at what I happen to be on YouTube this week. Every time I mention COVID, I, I can't talk about it at all. Otherwise, they take it down and say it's medical misinformation. Ins- ins- I mean, they, you know, they, they, well, I don't think they got Trump for that, but uh, I think they got him for, but it's the same kind of thing. If you have COVID, you know, it's basically going back to Holocaust denial, now it's COVID denial, election, I got to get Trump, I guess, for election denial. Mm-hmm. But when they start, when they start putting these things in mental illness type terms, psychiatric terms, so that you're, you actually are mentally ill if you, if you espouse a certain position. Think of how ter- – that's exactly what we said the Soviets were doing when they're sending – they're not sending us to Siberia, but they're sending us to cyber-Siberia. This is a very dangerous thing. They, they have trampled on civil liberties. They've abridged you, – you see things like with, with other things like Sandy Hookward you know, and Alex Jones being tried repeatedly for the same thing. Uh, Donald Trump is just going to be prosecuted think, every week apparently. Uh, you know, it, And these are symbolic things. To let you know, see these are powerful figures. We can put them on trial, so that's a that's a warning to all of us. Not say these things, or we'll put you on trial. I mean, they could be prosecuting us for things like this, and this is very dangerous because uh, we're we're all becoming thought criminals. What we are, and, it's and true. we're question and, and so that's what well, we have to question this before it gets to the point, unless we want to meet up in the FEMA camps, which would happen. You know, and it's it's very important, I think, that people. Understand what's happening and, 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 you know, come together so that uh, they can't keep doing this. So, but I don't have confidence. You know, this is this thing disillusioned me so much because I, I knew we were outnumbered before this began. But I didn't know how badly we were out. I didn't realize it was this bad. But, I mean, I saw out there and I saw you know, people you know wearing masks in their car driving by themselves. I'll still see it sometime. That's I went ridiculous. to the news today. Yeah, I went to the movie today and I saw a couple of people you know, sitting in the back of the theater with their masks on. It's like, what, what, what are you doing? I, I could show you the, your box of masks when every mask is like a cigarette warning. It mm-hmm. says, you know, this, this is not protect you from viruses. So I, I don't know what to say. But that's science, you know, this is, this is science. And uh, that's what, ironically, this is the most unscientific thing ever. And those of us that are arguing, as I'm trying to do with this book, I'm trying to argue. In a way, scientifically, to the extent I can, it, it's science makes no sense. But they just throw it back. That's why you see Doctor uh, was a Peter Hotez clown. Yes, that uh, you know. I mean, it's, I, mean, I, I kind of would love to see him debate Arfageo, but that'll never happen because he is an absolute clown. This guy is a moron, and uh, he's on TV and he's so full of himself. But that's that's what we're up against because they have the platforms. We have platforms like this, and I'm thank I, I'm very thankful for it. But they have national platforms and a lot more people are seeing that. And they're again, unfortunately, they're not questioning it and they're just soaking it in. And I, I see it, you know, my family and friends where it's like, a, you know, you've had seven or eight boosters now and you, you're still supposed to get COVID. Is that, wow. and you try to, you try to question like, you know, so are you second guessing maybe why you did? Because apparently at the very least this didn't work. You know, I'm not even going to go into what COVID is, but they blame. you got it. -hmm. So what what was the vaccine for? And now again, they'll do mental gymnastics that these these scientists do, where they they go right from and I have all the quotes in the book. They go right from saying you won't get sick if you get this vaccine to uh, the vaccine never and we never said it would stop you from getting COVID. Yeah, just lessens the symptoms and all that. It's this this again the greatest psyop in the history of the world. There's no other way to describe it. And uh, you know the whole story is in this book, and I don't think you'll find it anywhere else.
0: So, so you don't think that you've been able to reach more people recently? Because maybe I'm existing in a vacuum. Obviously, the type of people that I surround myself with are pretty based. Everybody's pretty awake about all this right. stuff. Um, but I, I feel like the conversation around the subject has changed dramatically. You know, like even on YouTube, I'm very surprised at the stuff that I see them allowing on YouTube. Now, Uh, Dr. John Campbell, I'm sure that you've probably heard of him before. He's uh, that uh, British doctor. He was doing, you know, detailed coverage on, you know, the number of deaths every day and how everything was progressing and how dangerous everything was. He was totally bought in. Then he got the vaccine and then everything changed. (laughs) And so now, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, he's got heart problems. Uh, You know, he's talking about how, you know, despite the fact that people are getting vaccinated, Vaccinated, or they have gotten vaccinated and then boosted and boosted again. It's uh, it's still happening, and there's all of these uh, issues with heart problems and uh, myocarditis and blood clots. I mean, so it, it, just as an outsider, as somebody who has also been talking about this for a very long time, it just feels like the 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 number of people who are awake to what happened and at least the fact that they've been lied to it it seems like it's increased and i know i live in florida so you know all the people that are around me are are probably on the same page but but yeah yeah, you 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 don't think that uh, there is a mass awakening happening
1: well i i do think that there are more people awake than there were and uh but I think again, we're, uh, and I, my I, my audience is growing, but only in one place. I, I, for whatever reason, YouTube doesn't let me say anything. I can live stream my show, but I had to take it down right away. Yep. Uh, Facebook, Facebook and Twitter. You know, Elon Musk hasn't changed much for me. Uh, both of them shadow banned me. I have people tell me all the time, I had to follow you like eight times on Twitter. It keeps unfollowing me. Yeah. So that kind of playing that kind of games. But Substack is the only place. I am growing there significantly. And I, I more people are finding me. So I, anybody I wish, find me on Substack at donaldjefford.substack.com. And that's the only place that I'm allowed to post where I'm not shadow banned. So I I, I have to promote things there and everything. So yeah, I I do see a bigger audience because of that but it's um again these are rigged games they're they're it's not a level playing field and when we're talking as you mentioned uh, you're dealing with based people i think that that's why i think uh places like youtube and, and um, facebook things like the amazon i think they're important to try to make inroads there because otherwise everybody that's watching your show is awake to some Mm-hmm. even if they stumble on it just to know about it at any your or my show or anything they would have to have some kind of uh, you know feet toes in the water right and uh, so they're going to be predisposed to like what we're saying and you know we'll, we'll make them more awake
2: mm-hmm.
1: but the point is if you go to amazon or, or uh, even facebook something like that you may twitter you that's the only place we might be able to find somebody we could you're, you're you're right.
0: You're, you're right, and 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 we definitely are suppressed in those areas. It's crazy, you know. Elon Musk has made you know wonderful inroads. I got my Twitter account back. I never thought that would happen. Yeah, you know, very grateful for that. Uh, but yeah. it's clear that um, the infiltration happened at uh, you know at, at like each line of the code. I mean, they went in and they made sure that people were not going to be able to talk about things, uh, certain subjects, and even if certain restrictions were lifted, you know, it'd be very easy for those to get put right back on there. Because, you know, I mean, I was uh, not shadow banned at all when they allowed me back on. But then very quickly after that, there was a couple of shadow bans, different types that were uh, reapplied to my account. And, well, uh, and it's obvious. I mean, Elon's done a number of uh, uh, firings since he got there. So there are still probably a lot of people who are like within the bowels of Twitter that are just waiting to shut people down on certain conversations.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I, I want to believe that Elon had said some uh, very interesting things, just Trump did, and uh, very, very similar in many ways. But then he goes and makes a very Trump-like appointment. He appointed this woman from the WEF as the head. Yeah. See, I mean, this is a, this is a censorship junkie. Mm-hmm. She loves to say. C- so, I mean, again, I can't, I can't wrap her. That's like Trump's four thousand degree chest. I don't understand that. Why would you? If you're trying to open Twitter up, why would you put someone in charge? Who wants to shut people down. So and he, if you look, I, I tried to tweet Joe, of course, not gonna pay attention to me, but he had thousands and thousands of tweets and they're almost hundred percent negative. When he you know appointed her, he should have got the message and he had no defense at all, really. Mm-hmm. But um, so I don't know. But but it's bad, is certainly maybe there's some hope there. I'm hoping Facebook, I don't I don't see any. There's there's it's almost useless to me at this point. But um, this is the problem is that because we Social media is important now. You know, we have to try to – that's how we can win because we, we don't have access to – I had was very hopeful. I, I think that if Tucker Carlson hadn't been fired from Fox News when he was, because my book wasn't quite published yet, asking the truth, I am hopeful that he would have been interested in that. I don't know for sure, but it was a possibility at least. Sure. That would have been a huge jump if I could have gotten on there, and I think uh, – because of the nature of the book, it would have been perfect for one of those conversations on Tucker Carlson, whatever that hour-long show he had.
2: Right, because on Fox Nation. For,
1: yeah. Right, right. I, I had high hopes that that would happen because he's had a lot of people that I'm connected to, like Naomi Wolf and many others that have been on his show. And uh, his producer had was interested in Survival of the Richest, one of my books. It just never happened. But now that's gone. So I don't know if there's, well,
0: if there's any I, I would I would say I would say don't give up on that because, you know, just because he hasn't gone back to that format fully no, yet yeah. Yeah, doesn't mean that he won't. And and, and and I mean, it's it's just been obvious from the numbers. I mean, like the shows, yeah, the, sure. the five or six that he's done on Twitter, he's got many, yeah. many, many like like scores yeah. <laughs> of more people there than he's, he out, had. Doing, it, well,
1: that he's out doing It's hilarious. He's Fox. It's Fox. <laughs> yeah, as a whole one, think, one then, five
0: minute show, one 10 minute show. And he's
1: got more viewers than Fox has oh, in the an entire know, 24 I, hours. I am a trusting guy so I caught hell when he was fired cuz I said look he he was the only show and only news show I've ever watched regularly. Mm-hmm. I mean I and I, I you know I found myself agreeing with him almost all the time and uh I'm aware of his background I said but you know, I, you know all I can do is analyze what he said. Mm-hmm. And uh you know if he, if he was a, a disinfo agent he was a really it was really great at it. And I was watching uh, his Twitter show uh the other day and just it just He's just stronger and stronger. Just he's very oh, because he's so, so smooth, poignant. <laughs> he's, yeah, yeah,
0: he's great. I I think that him getting fired from Fox was the best thing that could have happened, not only for him and for the truth, but for the alternative media uh, as a, as a, as an entity. You know, I never in my wildest dreams would I have thought that you know at any point I would be directly competing with Tucker Carlson. But that's basically <laughs> what's happening right now because now he's an independent journalist. You know. But um, yeah. you know I, it's great because it it uh, it helped people get away from Fox. I know a lot of people. Tucker was the only reason they were still watching Fox, and, and just oh, because yes. Tucker was yeah. on there, they would still tune in for you know yes. Brett Bear yes. or you know whoever the other uh, yeah. shills are. You know, yeah. and uh, and so now they're just they're not even watching at all. And you know yeah. on top of that, uh, we've had uh, some fairly good success recently with uh, with other major brands who have done things that we don't like. Budweiser, I don't drink, so it's not a problem for me. Right. I just kept not. Not drinking Budweiser. Um, sure. But uh, but, you know, the same with uh, with Target and uh, Disney. Disney yeah. is is yeah. I don't, man, you know, I mean, I used to love Star Wars. I used to love uh, the Marvel superheroes sure. and I, I just can't enjoy any of them anymore. It's uh, they've, they've destroyed these brands and uh, as and along with it, they destroyed their customer base and people are moving yeah. on to different types of entertainment and, and, and news gathering uh, outlets.
1: Yeah, well, it's great to whatever we can do to uh, – but, I mean, I, the problem is that these people are getting subsidies from the government or something. If I look at something like ESPN, ESPN uh, has been losing millions of subscribers for probably a decade. Mm-hmm. Their woke craziness and their anti-white agenda, they lost millions and millions of fans, and they didn't make any changes at all they're still it's it i mean i've have, I haven't watched it in years, but if you turn it on it's just it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. you might as well be watching uh you know a, a black lives matters headquarters or keep headquarters or something doesn't even resemble sports but so I'm hopeful that uh that people can make a you know difference to that but uh, and i it's nice to see that people do respond to some things and they do respond to that but i uh and I think more, like you, I think more people are awake. But I think, you know, I I, I tell people all the time that, that we're this is a spiritual battle. And when <clears> you <throat> look at the things, if I'm right, and this is the greatest lie in the history of the world, and that they basically created, fear mongered, and just claimed that a cold, you know, maybe they found a way to tweak it, and or they knew it was going to be because some some year the flu has been much deadlier than others. You know, killed eighty thousand people in, in one year. Of the flu did not how long ago. So maybe they knew that somehow or something, but uh, I wouldn't put it past them. But if they came to the point where they lied about something like that, they made up something that really didn't exist in any tangible form. That's about as uh, evil as it gets. And then lied about the deaths and everything. Yeah. But this is we, we see on top of what's happening at the same time, the transgender movement. There, when you see l- pictures of little girls uh, with their breasts cut off and their Frankenstein scars across their chest. They're smiling mothers, and it's always the mothers, mm-hmm. and, uh, and the ridiculous doctors who are sworn to Hippocratic Oath, smiling as well. There's, there's a darkness there. I don't know any way to explain that except through their being touched by Satan. it's no, true. If that's not satanic, what is it? So we can only fight this. What we're fighting is satanic. If you look at the transgender stuff, when you look in the eyes of those people, you see how maniacal they are. And you're not even sure what they're, you know, what they're angry about, what they're fighting. I don't even know half the time. What do you? I mean, I wrote a thing today on my Substack where I kind of combined a bunch of things, and I, uh, it's, uh, you know, June, Juneteenth, uh, Titanic Pride, you know, where I combined the, the Titanic thing and Pride Month and Juneteenth, and uh, you know, I did it. I, I thought people are liking it, but it's, you know, what is Norm McDonald once said? You know, he said, "It's not an achievement." You know, what it's not an accomplishment. What are you proud of? And you know the Bible again. I'm, I I'm not a Bible thumper, but I have faith, strong faith. I believe in God and Jesus Christ. And it's you know pride. We're we're told pride was one of the seven deadly sins, right? Yes. So yes. This is, why is it being celebrated? And especially for this, why are so carried to its logical extreme? If white supremacists really exist, that that means that they're proud. You know, they're excessively proud of that being white. Why isn't that a lot? That's pride, right? Mm-hmm. Is pride good? I mean, it's the whole thing makes no sense. It's senseless. It's a there are double standards everywhere. And I hope people start thinking and, and responding the right way because none of this makes any sense. I mean, yeah. what we're seeing is madness, and I think it's satanically inspired. We're in a spiritual battle. I know what side I'm on, and it's not their side.
0: Amen. Amen. I, I'm right there with you. I think you're dead on. You know, I've said uh, so many times <clears throat> that uh, the 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 transgender movement is like the physical embodiment of Baphomet, you know, the idea of that, like, goat-headed uh, beast with uh, male and female sex <laughs> organs as above, so below. You know, I mean, it's it, it so clearly is. And, uh, and, you know, one thing I've often thought about, you know, I mean, um, we've had a, a, a spate of uh, violent or murderous attacks from people that are transgender— It's been said for a long time that women who are on birth control, what are they taking? They're taking hormones. I mean, oftentimes they go out of their minds. Okay. They, you know, mood swings. They're just kind of crazy. Can you imagine putting uh, men on hormones and women's hormones and then mixing their brains up in the way that they are as a result of this, something they're not even wired for? I bet you the women on birth control can handle it a lot better, but I mean, it's still people are out of whack. Um, So... So one thing that uh, I I do want to point out, and this is great because I just saw this earlier. I think that because of how radical the agenda of that ultra – Insane wing of the of the Democrats, the the left is, because of how radical it is, it's pushing people further to the right. Uh, I go on on Reddit sometimes to do research on certain things. I was looking at uh, memes of the Titanic sub. It turns out that the Ocean Gate, which also sounds like uh, you know, a, a scandal in the making, like Watergate, Ocean Gate. <laughs> it turns out that they had screwed the monitor that allowed them to view the outside uh, and, and pilot the sub. They had screwed that monitor into the carbon fiber hull, which was supposed to be keeping them safe at, uh, you know, 14,000 meters or whatever it is. Like, I, I, you know, I'm not a structural engineer, but I could have told you, you know, that that wasn't going to be a good idea. So uh, beyond that, I was on there looking at that. But I started looking at posts by liberals in the conservative boards. And I can't tell you how many people I saw comments from who were like, I just registered as a Republican for the first time. You know, I am sick of, uh, you know, the white supremacy and trans rights and, you know, pride and all of this garbage being shoved down my throat. You know, they're like, you know, I I never considered myself a Republican. But I can tell you what, I am not one of those people. And I will refuse to support that agenda. I cannot vote for that. So I think that what we're seeing is this gradual swinging of the pendulum back uh, you know kind of to to the side of what's right and good and so people are being pushed away from all of that insanity And uh, and they've got no place else to go. (laughs) Plus, they see they see how the country was under Donald Trump. They see uh, what the country is like under Joe Biden and they see the government going after Donald Trump. They are expending, you know, no shortage of resources to make sure, as you said, he can get indicted for something different every other week. And now, finally. The idea of Joe and Hunter Biden and the whole Biden crime family being as corrupt as you can possibly imagine, it's finally out there in the public. I mean, uh, when I got deleted from YouTube and from Twitter talking about the Hunter Biden laptop, it was a crazy conspiracy theory. You know, how could you imagine Joe Biden, the elder statesman? He's been in Congress for 40 plus years. You know, he'd never do anything wrong. Never had any idea about his son's business dealings. Well, now we have Hunter Biden's WhatsApp messages talking about uh, extorting five million dollars from Chinese nationals, you know. Joe Biden, my father is sitting next to me. My father is expecting this money you promised us,
1: big guy. Yeah.
0: And so, yes, <laughs> the big guy. And and so now, I don't know if you saw, it, but the White House uh, press briefings in in the last forty eight hours, uh, John Kirby, he just walked away from the podium. That guy is a, 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 as as stoogy as they come. He is a hundred percent spewing propaganda from the Biden regime, and he had no answers. He couldn't answer any of it. Because because everybody knows and every mainstream media outlet is now asking the questions that are necessary. So uh, I feel really good about that stuff. The the question is, is it going to permeate into enough people's minds so that they demand that something changes, uh, that we move out of this horror hellscape that we're currently living in?
1: Well, I hope so. But the problem is that uh, you know, as, we, as, as some people say that are black-pilled like I am, you know, we just have to vote harder. I mean, we saw what happened in 2020. Uh, there was the response to that was to try to criminalize people who were complaining about it. saw so what happened on January 6th. Uh, yep. the, the, the greatest example of uh, people being uh, political prisoners in the history of this country. No people sitting there that have been denied all due process for two and a half years. I've had many of these people on my show. Uh, I had Ashley Babbitt's mother on my show. And, uh, you know, this is this is insane what we're seeing. And people getting draconian sentences out of it, the guy that got 18 years. Uh, and I don't see anybody, not enough people anyhow, protesting or caring. And But that was all, they are in prison because they were there to protest an election. It's very dubious. Nothing. Not only was nothing done to change things before the 2022 midterms, but if anything, they made it easier for illegals to vote. They made it easier for mail-in ballots not to be checked. And we saw what happened in 2022 in midterm. Considering the condition of the country already last November, really, I don't know how any incumbents got reelected. But if, if, if the vote is legitimate, now, of course, the alternative is even sadder to think that the people really are that stupid. And that, that may be possible. because There's millions of people that are just in, it's shown how dumb they are. That they like this tyranny because I, I'm an old Democrat. When I first started, I've never really been a Republican. I've kind of been driven over there to think that you know obviously they're much more palatable at this point because they're not in, insane, you know, like the yeah. Democrats are. And the, the the Democrats there's not a single one in office. There are people like my friend uh, Cynthia McKinney, Cindy Sheehan, Naomi Wolf, uh, they're but they're they're not there anymore. They're, they're they're not any more welcome in the Democratic Party than I am. <laughs> they're right wing so, radicals
0: I, now.
2: <laughs>
1: Yes, yeah. Well, Dennis Kucinich is is uh, who was uh, one of my favorites. Is uh, Bobby Kennedy Jr.'s uh, campaign manager? They're not welcome in that party, and so it's you know to see that uh, what is happening there. But in the twenty twenty two election, the Republicans should have and they and they were talking about a red wave. That's why it's unwise to make these kind of predictions because you set the people up for something, then you deflate them. Instead, they should have been talking ahead. And Tucker was guilty of that too. You should have been talking about, look, no changes were made since the 2020 election. We really need to be scrutinized this because it looks like the same thing's going to happen again. The same thing happening. Look what happened to Kerry uh, Lake,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like Masters in Arizona. I mean, I, I mean, that was uh, ridiculous. And Kerry and Lake may still be prosecuted mm-hmm. for questioning an election. Donald Trump's next prosecution may be complaining about the electoral results of Georgia. Now, if I'm defending Trump and I'm not one of his, and he has the worst legal team ever, and, he, and they keep getting worse. Right now he has the young girl who was uh, so, somehow affiliated with the New Jersey Garage. That was her background. Hmm. That's apparently his main spokesman now. This, I mean, she's horrible, but you know, he, I don't know why he can't get better attorneys now. He's a billionaire. but uh, So if I'm his lawyer, the first, if he goes, if he is actually charged in, in Georgia, right front, you only need to call one witness. You call, Your Honor, I call Stacey Abrams. Mm-hmm and you just put her on there and you show all the videos of her alleging electoral fraud in Georgia. Yeah. then you rush the case. Okay? And that's all you have to do. But I'm confident that if that happens, his attorneys won't do that. Or the judge will just say you can't introduce any evidence of it. But that's how, I mean, to think that somebody could be prosecuted for protesting the results of election, that's why it's, that will be the worst thing. If Trump is charged with that and Kerry Lake is charged with that, because that will mean in the future that not only... Do we have to be subject to this joke, the charade of an electoral process? But if you complain about it, you could be prosecuted. Now it's bad enough you could be taken off social media, mm-hmm. but you could be prosecuted. And so everybody ought to be concerned about that. So I, I'm very dubious. I didn't vote the other day in the uh, the local elections over here, and I, I'm glad I didn't because they had a Soros prosecutor here, at uh, everybody saying we can beat him, and he won with fifty five percent of the votes. So, but, again, I live in a very wealthy county, and I walk through my neighborhood, and I see all the Democratic signs, you know, everywhere. So uh, it doesn't surprise me. This is full of government workers, full of double and triple dippers. These are people that that live off the system. They're, you know, they're, they're outside, uh, outer-tier swamp dwellers. So uh, this is – but this is what we face. But So I think that the disappointment of 2022, the fact that they barely got the uh, – House right this is the house they really got and, and mm-hmm. uh, didn't get the Senate. Not enough of a majority, and you'd still have all those rhinos here as long as you have Lindsey Graham and people like that that are that are running and the Republican Party is supporting them. Things going to change because that's not you, you can have the Freedom Caucus and, and they're pretty decent, but there's not enough of them, and that's why and that's the opposition. There's no third party. I mean, I'm a third party guy, I'm an independent guy. That doesn't exist anymore. There's no hope of that anymore. It, it, all hope we have now is in what, what, it's there in the Republican Party, but there's just not enough. Not, there's not enough MAGA candidates that win, whether legitimately or not. It doesn't seem like they're going to let them win. You had the, the guy, um, I keep forgetting the guy that's uh, Ohio, the guy, the, the, the guy that
0: J.R. Majewski.
1: Diddy did, did, did Cash, Cash, Cash won. Um One good guy. Looks pretty good. But um, you, know, you had others that don't. So I don't know to what extent we can change this electoral. And, and I, I don't know what the answer is. That's why I keep coming back to spirituality. I, I think you just have to have faith in God and uh, that's, you know, and try to prep, you know, have food, have water, have a backup generator. You know, that, that's the kind of stuff I think we can do. I don't know if that'll happen or not, but it's 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 sad because, you know, if we, if we can't, uh, I, I see it around here. I live, uh, you know, next, I used to work in Loudoun County, Virginia. That was the epicenter of the school board battles. Oh, yes. And I I don't see that anything's changed there. I, I mean, if you if we can't change things at the school board level by voting, I don't think we can be done. I mean, because I, I was hopeful that we could clean house there, but the same stuff, they're doing the same stuff. They're still having books in libraries about, you know, grown men having sex with boys and all that stuff. And they're they're claiming you're for censorship if you want to get rid of that, mm-hmm. that you want to ban books. And it's the same kind of thing, critical race theory, transgender madness. In Loudoun County, they had to – uh, that's the place where they arrested the father when he right. protested the fact that his daughter was raped in a bathroom by a girl that yep. still had a penis, yep. and yep. Uh, they just transferred him to another school. So I, I don't know. I'm not very confident about it, but um, you know, it's so it's, uh, I'm the ultimate black pilled guy, I guess at this point. But I'm a black pilled guy with a lot of faith.
0: All right. Good. I like to hear it. You know, I mean, I think you're right. I think that if things don't change fundamentally in a number of serious ways uh, that, yeah, there's no way that we can overcome the institution of corruption that they have essentially woven through every fabric of uh, of our nation at this point. <clears throat> but uh, I also believe that uh, it's an incredibly difficult not to, uh, to unwind, you know, and, and nothing's going to happen overnight. So we need people who do have faith. We need people who uh, can see the lies and uh, and who are willing to do the the extra lifting that's going to be required to get out there and to try to change things. It's not going to happen overnight. It will happen, uh, I believe. uh, But I also think that it might require the complete dissolution of our system. Uh, I mean, we are headed towards we're headed towards, you know, the 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 last days of ancient Rome right now here in America. I mean, everything tracks with civilizations that have fallen before us. And when that happens, you're right. We got to be prepped. We, we've got to have, uh, you know, everything that we need to be self sufficient got to have our Second Amendment supplies, and you got to be ready to make sure that you and your family are safe. Um, listen, Don, we're going to open up the phones. We're going to bring in our first caller. We do have Motorola MotoGP, or that is the name of the phone, but caller, whoever you are, we're going to bring you in in just a second. I just need to say for the sponsors for the final uh, end half of the program are my friends at onenessdrops.com. Onenessdrops.com, one of those uh, great prepper things that you should be having on hand. These are chlorine dioxide kits. They come in two different formulations, citric acid or hydrochloric acid, because of the miracle of chemistry, when you mix up parts A and B, doesn't matter what the original ingredients are, they become chlorine dioxide. And this is a substance that can be used uh, to kill a number of pathogens, to purify your water. If you have water from the tap that's no longer safe to drink, if you're trying to drink rainwater, you're drinking uh, pond water, whatever it might be. Chlorine dioxide is what you want to have on hand. You should be keeping this in your uh, your go bags. You should be keeping it in your camping supplies. Wherever you go, take this stuff with you. And uh, this is also something that uh, NASA, although they have a uh, less-than-stellar reputation, called it um, the uh, uh, a miracle substance. Uh, I can't remember exactly what it was, and I, I'm, but it, it escapes me at the moment. But still, it, it's a good thing to have on hand. I highly recommend it. Use code RP78 to get 15% off at onenessdrops.com. And then all also, our friends at My Patriot Supply go to my special website, preparewithredpill78.com. Right now, you can save $80 off a four week supply of emergency food. There is breakfast, lunches, and dinners in there, over 2,000 calories a day. It'll stay good for up to 25 years. It is uh, a, a two big buckets that are waterproof, filled with 38 pounds of food. Again, one of these is good for a single person for four weeks. You would never have to leave the house if you had one of these kits at home. I personally think that you should have at least six months of emergency food on hand for every person that you have in your home, and of course, you should have a lot more than just that, but having this uh, is a good way to get started prepare with redpill78.com and save $80 off a four week supply of emergency food. And then finally, Mike Lindell at mypillow.com. When you use code RP78, you can save up to 80% off of all of Mike's incredible products, whether it's the My Slippers, the My Pillow 2.0, the My Pillow Mattress Topper, uh, the Giza Dream Sheets, the towels. All of his stuff is uh, second to none, uh, high quality. And it, when you support MyPillow, you'll be supporting the show directly. So please use my code RP78 whenever you go to MyPillow.com. And thank you very much for allowing me to go through that. We've got two people on the line now. So let's bring in our first caller and let's see what's on their mind. The Universal Antidote. Thank you. I can't believe I couldn't remember that. I've said it so many times. Uh All right. Moto G pure is on the way in. We're going to have that uh, audio connected in just a moment. Let me just say thank you to Mr. Pete for the cookie over on the foxhole. Thank you to Pauly9363 for the can. Thank you to Sean Joe for the cookie. Insight Gino, good to see you, buddy, for the can. My mom, Real Red Pill 78 mom thank you very much. She says foxhole convert. That is if this can works. It does work, Mom. Thank you. Uh, and then she also said let's try this one. And Don Jeffries rocks. Uh, my mom is a fan. Glad to hear it. StoneRoller, thank you for the shades. Vader says, uh, much love, RP. Keep up, keep up the great work. Thank you so much for your uh, constant support. And then Patriot714 uh, dropping uh, some gold pills as well and said, ask if he's seen Dr. Yaden's piece regarding his disbelief in the virus. Um, I, I don't know about this specifically, but Don, are you familiar with it?
1: Oh, Mike Yaden is one of the boldest voices out there. You He know, has a great background in there. He was an ultimate insider. I ha I don't know which piece they're referring to, but he's written and said many things. I quote from him uh quite a bit in the book. I admire him very much.
0: Okay, so the piece that was sent over is from April of this year, Why I Don't Believe There Ever Was a COVID Virus. I haven't read this specific article, but I'll send it we're over always, to you, Don. We're on the, the same
1: page. <laughs> yeah. All right.
0: Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, caller, you're on the air. Can we get your name? Moto G Pure, can you hear me? Caller, hi, can you hear me? I think you got to make sure you, you got to pause the stream so that you don't have two conflicting signals coming through. Right. Well, okay. Caller, I don't know if you can hear me, but we can see you. Yeah, you know, I can see in your glasses. You don't have us on screen. I can,
1: I can see him too.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Let me send him a message. Caller, you're on the air okay caller can you hear me okay now he is muted okay all right well let's tell you what we'll bring in our second caller and maybe he'll get that figured out in the meantime okay bruce wayne is joining us another good friend of the program all right and we're just waiting for Bruce's audio to connect. All right. Um, so yeah, let me send you over this uh, this article. It's uh, I'm sure it's going to be a good one. All right, Bruce, can you hear me?
3: Hello, good sir. Hold on, let me mute the stream.
0: Excellent, thank you. And we're just waiting for Bruce's audio. to connect. All right, there we go. <laughs> All right, welcome back, Bruce. It's so good to see you, buddy.
3: Thanks, brother. Yeah, You're well rested. Well rested. Well needed time off. You know, last good for couple you. of months have been crazy. But uh, I wanted to thank Don Jeffries for coming out and, and talking with us tonight and thank you, Zach, for everything you do. We love you. Love you too. Brother. And uh, thank you. Thank you. I uh, just wanted to ask you,
1: Don, what was your, what, what was your take on the universal
3: well, Remdesivir?
1: Well, I, I have a personal stake with Remdesivir because Remdesivir was what they used on my brother. And, uh, I knew about it beforehand and, uh, my brother was perfectly healthy when he went in the hospital, but he was an incredible hypochondriac. I, was his, I kind of took care of him to whatever degree I could, and, uh, but I couldn't watch him 24 hours. He lived independently, and he called an ambulance for some stupid reason in the middle of the night, which he had done before. You know, I was so upset when I found out he was in the hospital. I had told him about remdesivir. I kept telling him about it while he was there, and he couldn't remember the name. Uh, I told the doctors ahead of time, no remdesivir, no ventilator. Other people I've talked to I've had on my show, they said the same thing to the doctors. They don't listen because they quarantine them and they put armed guards at the door of the hospital. You can't like guards pass them and try to rescue anybody. So I couldn't see him. They took a perfectly healthy guy and killed him in two weeks. And there was nothing I could do about it. And I still you know have a hard time wrapping my mind up. Yeah, absolutely. Remdesivir is a killer. And uh, I assisted in killing him like it has so many others
3: quick personal uh, experience Uh, thanks to zach uh reaching out to me when i was going into the hospital i actually pulled the iv out of my arm and ran out of the hospital because i was really sick i don't
0: don't know i don't know what we would have done if we would have lost you bruce when when uh when i when i found out what was going on i was deathly afraid especially because of where you're at you know i mean it's like you know that was top of the top of the list of what they wanted to put into your body
3: well, when you have Governor, you know, Party Tits Cuomo as uh, the man in charge, yeah. I know. am black. I am transgender. I am disabled. <laughs> oh my god.
1: Well, Bruce, it sounds like you that there was I, I don't remember the guy's name, but I'm sure you heard about that guy that was in a car accident, and they took yeah. him to the ho- and he woke up in the hospital, and he was and he did the same thing. I think he pulled the IV out and just walked out of the hospital. So. Good for you. Uh it's yeah. it's too bad more people didn't do that.
3: Yep, yeah, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. But Don, thank you for all you do. Keep doing what you
3: do. Zach, thank love you. you, brother. Love I'll you too. man in, uh, I'll be back in your neck of the woods uh either the end of October or November. So right. I'll get a hold of you back. Hit me up hit me I'll up the week be,
0: hit me up the week before so that we can set it up.
3: Yeah, absolutely. We'll do All right, everybody. God bless you. Peace out from Batman.
0: God bless your brother. We'll but talk to you soon. <laughs>
3: peace.
0: Peace. All right. So the caller that we had on the phone initially has uh, hung up. It looks like maybe he couldn't get his audio to work. Caller, if you're if you're still out there, all you got to do, if you're watching the stream on the same device that you're trying to call in, uh, in with Zoom on, uh, then you've got to make sure that you pause the stream so that there isn't a conflict between the browser and then the audio for Zoom, because otherwise there will be. Um, I would say it's uh, probably a little bit easier to do it if you're on a computer, because if you're on a computer, you can go to your settings. You can make sure that your microphone is connected properly. You can make sure your, your camera is connected properly. Um, but yes, uh, anybody else out there, if you have uh, questions or you'd like to join the conversation, you have a personal anecdote, uh, or if you have questions for Don about any of his other work, then I invite you to go ahead and give us a call and uh, join the conversation. All right. So, Don, uh, one thing that uh, I was mentioning before the show, uh, auspicious timing on uh, your joining us tonight, because the DNI just revealed the uh, report that uh, confirms the lab leak hypothesis, as you said. Um you know i mean for myself and of course for many in my audience i think everybody it was kind of a really a non-starter because we knew that this was the case i, I mean it it had tacitly been uh, revealed in the past you know i mean the, the lab leak of course it was the lab leak um but uh, but uh, you know my my one uh, what i'm wondering is you know how does that affect the millions of other people out there who bought into the CNN narrative, you know, that the lab leak was so, uh, you know, out there yeah. that it itself was a, a conspiracy theory it never would have happened that way. Obviously, Dr. Fauci said that there was no lab leak since that time. We've seen his personal emails and we know that obviously he knew it from the start. Um, but uh, but I mean, have you in your time uh, since this has uh, come out? I mean, has anybody spoken to you about this? I mean, anybody uh, done a mea culpa?
1: No, no. And I, I think that uh, they'll react the same way to this as they did to uh, what we talked about. Uh, COVID, uh, the vaccine doesn't stop you from getting COVID. When they change the narrative, they, they just pretend that they never said it before. So it won't stop, I don't think, them from demonizing conspiracy theorists, uh, so-called conspiracy theorists. But uh, I want to say, you know, I've written I write for American Free Press as well. and I've written a lot of stories about this. And there's no question. It's something was going on in these labs. My, my point is, I just don't think COVID-19, whatever it is, leaked out. And uh, they were doing uh, Frankenstein-type. I mean, gain-of-function research is Frankenstein research. And another thing Alex Jones was criticized for, he talked about hybrid human-mice hybrids. I'll tell you, There are human-mice projects, and they use them in experiments. So I mean, mm-hmm. you can't get much more Frankenstein than that. So they're doing hideous things in these labs. They've taken a strain of the 1918 flu. If you can think of a non-conspiratorial reason for uh, 100 years later to be messing with that kind of flu, I don't know, but uh, study it. And so they're doing something with that in the lab. Uh, I wrote all this in my book, uh, you know, claiming that they want to try to uh, create – I mean, the whole purpose of gain-of-function research is to make viruses stronger. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and think about that. I mean, can anything good come out of that? No, I mean, why would you want viruses to be stronger? I mean, biological that's,
0: that's, weapons. I mean, that's, that's yeah, the only exactly. thing. It's the only reason I can think about it. I- but it all goes back exactly. to, you know, the depopulation agenda we were talking about. Yes, I mean, yes. so many of these things that our leaders do, it just does not make any sense. But if you can reconcile the fact that they want to do away with, say, 70 percent of humanity on planet Earth, well, then it makes a lot of sense, you know. And, uh, you know, also, I, I love that point that you made earlier in the show about how, you know, all of these things are converging uh, to kind of uh, add to that agenda 2030 wet dream that the elites have, you know, by us. Uh, sterilizing the population, depopulating. I mean, I just saw an article uh, yesterday that uh, the I think it's the millennial generation, you know, they are the first to uh, uh, have stopped having babies. Uh, They were probably the first full generation to be affected by this transgender propagandization and brainwashing. And so, you know, you've got the uh, the puberty blockers and the hormones that they're taking and they're changing their genders. And so they're not having kids that way. And then the ones who aren't doing that are just not having kids because they've been told by Greta Thunberg that the the world is going to end if we keep having babies. Um, yes. And and, uh, and I don't even know that there is enough uh, illegal immigrants coming into the country to replace that population that won't <laughs> be there. But I mean, that yeah. seems like, you know, uh, one of the reasons also why they're allowing the border to just remain open.
1: Yeah, well, and it's it's again everything they everything they propose is anti life, and I so when people talk about pro life, it's way beyond abortion. Everything they say well, when you you go back to uh, you, you look at what's happening in Canada, and, and I'm surprised it hasn't already can, happened here. It's, it's basically a suicide hotline where you call, and it's a pro suicide oh, hotline. Yeah. yeah, you call them up for, and they don't ask any questions. But they, uh, Tucker Carlson had a uh, a woman on the show who was a um, A veteran, a Canadian military veteran, and she was just complaining about her apartment not having wheelchair access or something. And they told, they actually told her, have you considered suicide? I mean, the thing is, she's complaining about not having wheelchair access. So that's where they're at. And this is, you know, presumably a professional Mm -hmm. that's answering this. So don't think that won't happen in America. if you get all those people that gravitate to that business, Dr. Kevorkian type's, who are, are uh, you know, eugenicists at heart, I guess. They want people to die. And uh, just and I've written about Dr. Kiborki and It uh, wasn't included in my uh, book, Hidden um, History, but I, I published it on my blog. I publish chapters that don't get included in the book there. But uh, if people admit, that was the 90s, the 80s and the 90s. Even then, and America hadn't transformed or devolved to the point it is yet. now yet. We, we hadn't become America 2.0, what I call that yet, at that point. but Still, you had public opinion that was really solidly behind this guy who was nicknamed Dr. Death. Mm-hmm. And he, he was killed. He was basically a serial killer. And uh, you had people he, he It took, I don't know, four or five times before he was finally convicted of something. That was that was then. So you had the Terry Shavo case, uh, I think, it was back in the 90s as well, uh, which was a euthanasia type case where you know they they pulled the plug on her, and you mm-hmm. know she was very Catholic. her her parents and everything wanted to, to stay alive uh but the, the husband obviously wanted to get that you know wanted to get on with his life and inherit money or whatever and again, people most of the public even then was on that side i, I just you know people I know I mean so many people I pull a plug on me you know, no extensive most people say that
2: mm-hmm. you
1: know, very few people like me say, no, I want you to take every measure you can you know, where there's where there's where there's a uh, life there's hope. But um, most people don't because we become a pro-death culture. Mm-hmm. We really are. Pro-life pro is not just about abortion. And so it's, it's you know, be, they, I think one thing, I think the Roe versus Wade decision, overturning, it, which looked on the surface as an anomaly, because the rest of the decisions by the Supreme Court haven't been so great. That kind of stands out because it was a very controversial decision. But I look at it again in the big picture. Did they throw the crumb out there? That do they make it because they know there's not going to be as many abortions in the future because there's not going to be as many pregnancies.
0: Yeah, it'll be unnecessary.
1: Yeah, there won't even be a need for the debate because apparently between uh, the vaccine and uh, hospital protocol and transgenderism, uh, you know, they're going to make it you know very hard for people to reproduce as it is. So yes, and presumably maybe the people that when they do. Get pregnant maybe they'd be more likely to have the baby so I, I I don't know man it's it's uh but we are we are become a pro-death culture instead well of pro-life. <clears throat>
0: I think probably the uh, the the logical extension of of this is that uh, perhaps people will be counseled to have abortions in the future. You know, I mean, uh, out of uh, this uh, uh, climate change death cult that's kind of sprung up from people like Greta Thunberg in the same way that uh, the woman in Canada you were mentioning. I just pulled up an article and showed it on screen as we were having that conversation. A disabled woman, she's a quadriplegic in Ontario, claims that Canada is forcing her to die by assisted suicide. It's not what I want. She's a 33 year old quadriplegic single mom raising two kids, both with disabilities. And, uh, and she's obviously, you know, she's unable to do, uh, quite a few things. I mean, a, a, a functioning society, uh, would have infrastructure set up to, to help this woman, yes. you know, live her life and, and, you know, make accommodations. But uh, the Ontario government, uh, apparently is forcing her to kill herself because they don't want to pay the $1,200 a month okay. or something that it, uh, that it requires. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a crazy thing. Crazy, crazy thing. All right. We've got our, our next caller on the line. I'm going to bring them in. Caller, you're on the air. Can we get your name? Sure. My name is Jay Bancaro. Hi, Jay. Welcome to the program. Make sure you got that stream muted in the background and tell us what's on your mind.
4: Yeah, the yeah, it's muted. Um, yeah, I was just curious if, um, if your guest or anybody else you've encountered may have uh, entertained the idea of going into a hospital as like doing kind of a James O'Keefe thing. Huh. To actually, <laughs> I mean, me. if there's any way to do that, I mean, I, seriously, it's just some way to nail these people because, you know, it, it, it continues, right, as we yeah. speak. Uh, um,
0: You know, Don, I think you, you hit it on the head. I mean, I personally would be worried about, you know, getting in too deep in something like that. But I know yes. I would. Yeah, I mean, because especially if you're at all sick, you know, I mean, you never know. I mean, uh, they have the ability To override uh, your wishes, you know, I mean, like they could if they know like that, it's me or Don or somebody that has, uh, uh, you know, a a known disinformation (laughs) agent, as they might say, who's to say that they wouldn't, uh, you know, just, you know, sign a 5150 force us into a, a 72 hour hold. And then we just never come out the other side.
4: Yeah. Well, you, I, I hear you. I, yeah. I guess my suggestion is that, you know, be a lot more professional about it. I mean, sure. there's folks out there that do forensics and they do, you know, criminal investigation. And, you know, like occasionally I would think some medical things would be involved in investigations like that. So, OK, OK, I think, I think I know
0: what you're saying. You're actually suggesting someone enter a hospital system uh, as a, a, a mole, like intentionally, gets uh, whatever evidence they need from uh, the per- the files or whatever and then uh, brings exactly. the in- information. Out. Okay, I-, I can definitely get behind that. You know, <clears throat> the only thing that I think that we would run into and I, I think that... Um, what was it there was just a case oh yeah JP Morgan Chase they just deleted some like 20 million emails talking about Jeffrey Epstein and his relationship with their bankers mysteriously they were accidentally deleted right after they settled this case with a, a number of the girls that they alleged uh, to have helped traffic with Jeffrey Epstein so uh, what i'm suggesting here is that um, perhaps the information that we're looking for is not there on purpose but i think it's a worthwhile yeah. shot
4: go ahead Dunn. yeah okay well that's all i wanted to ask and uh, uh red pill you're awesome um give my best to red pill fiance and i will call him again soon all right brother thank you so much i appreciate you being here
1: yeah i i, yeah, I, I, I would suggest the, the caller watch i can't remember the name of it uh, there's an old movie with dana andrews where he decides to try to um, prove how easy it is to frame somebody for murder by getting framed for murder and going to prison. And then he's going to try to And Of course, what happens is like the only guy that knows dies or something. So it it's a great movie, but it's, it's that kind of thing. that happens. So I think this case, and we saw James O'Keefe has done uh, lots of exposés and uh, it, ha- again, it hasn't that the mindset of the millions of people that are hooked on the system. Yep. Believe in it. It doesn't matter what he discovered. So I think somebody like him could go and we could, it catch all kinds of nefarious things going on in the hospital but the mindset is that we're crazy so it doesn't matter what it is i mean it, it, o'keefe has uh done great journalistic work on many issues and it hasn't moved anyone on the left yeah. or very yeah. few people And that's the problem it's that it's it's not gonna because we know this is going on and uh but he has the right idea. I mean, if, if, we, if we had real investigative journalists, that's the kind of stuff they would be doing. And if one of the television networks did it, the problem is who does it? Mm-hmm. James O'Keefe now has a name, and he's, again, millions of people that hate that whole side, whether it's Donald Trump, MAG, or anything, they're going to hate him. Regardless, they hate conspiracy theorists. But if you know, one of the networks suddenly decided to uh, put somebody undercover and doing it had an expose, I think that would have a big difference because people again, your normies are watching it, and they're looking at that outlet as a normal outlet they're not looking right. at it like, like the conspiracy stuff so it would take something like that. We know how likely that is.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. And I think that, uh, you know, this is an open call to anybody who's uh, working in perhaps one of these hospital systems. If, if you uh, are taking a look around or, or, or you've considered at any time in the last three or four years that things are not what they seem, uh, you know, I implore you, please come forward and, and let's try to do something like this. Get it on the record. But you're right, Don, we we have been pushed into these echo chambers, whether it's in our communities or it's uh, in the, the places we hang out online. Unfortunately, you know, where we, we are reaching people, significant numbers of people, but all too often it's people who already agree with everything that we're saying. Yeah. And and yeah. the people who don't agree with us, they have been uh, conditioned to uh, instantly reject anything that we might say. Yes. You know, yeah. I know that there are people who don't like me that watch the show just so that they can trash the things that we're saying <laughs> yes, uh, yes, later yeah, on. Yeah. And, and and I always think, you know, oh, one of these days, you know, I mean, like they're going to hear something that will open their eyes or their mind in, in some small fashion so that they can then start taking greater leaps of logic and, and looking into these subjects. But it only happens every so often. And, you know, quite often – The thing that does it is when somebody has an experience in their own life, you know, uh, unfortunately, you have a a family member who is clearly murdered by the medical industrial complex or somebody takes the jab. And then they develop multiple sclerosis or or some other uh, debilitating neurological disorder, you know, and then, you know, what's going to happen? You know, I mean, like, will people even listen to them because it hasn't happened to anybody else but them? It's sad. It's
1: really sad. Yeah, you shouldn't, have to, shouldn't have to experience it firsthand, but uh, that's just again. That's when before all this began, when you uh, you saw some of these celebrities who were as woke as can be, mm-hmm. Jim Carrey people. Jim Carrey, for instance, is, is Robert De Niro. Yeah, uh, but they they were involved in the with uh, Bobby Kennedy was involved in, and what Trump was a long time ago. I was talking about the link between vaccines and autism mm-hmm. because oh, because they had a personal stake. They had yeah. children that had developed it. So it, when it hits you home, uh, your programming goes out the window, And but it didn't change them, like it didn't change Jim Carrey any other way. No, no, in that particular no, issue, in That <laughs> particular issue, he uh, he was involved with that. And so that's the same thing with De Niro. But De Niro was, he was involved in that film, Baxed, and so forth. And I, that's why I say one of the, the greatest disappointments from the Trump uh, years was uh, that vaccine autism commission that was supposed to be chaired by Robert F. Kennedy Jr., he talked about, and for whatever reason, it was, it was annexed, right? He, you know, he stopped answering his phone calls. But just imagine if that had come out before COVID, mm-hmm. and Bobby Kennedy was the one chairing it. So presumably, he would have had some good members on, maybe Dr. Andrew Wakefield. People, Andrew Wakefield was sitting right up front at Donald Trump's inauguration, by the way. That's why so many of us had such high hopes for Trump.
2: Yeah.
1: Wakefield yeah. was a very controversial figure. You know, it'd be like having Mike Eden or somebody like that sitting up front now. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how controversial he was. He was demonized by all the media and everything. He was one of the first ones to talk about the link between vaccines and autism. But if they had exposed that then before COVID, I don't think they would have been able to introduce what I call the greatest psyop in the history of the world because people would have already known or learned enough about the truth that, well, these vaccines, there's a link here between that and autism. So you can't suddenly introduce a vaccine People are going to be skeptical, especially if you're trying to push it on children, as they are.
2: Yeah,
0: no, I th- I think you're absolutely right. <clears throat> and I think when it comes to something like that, uh, Donald Trump obviously had certain advisors around him that were vampiric. Uh, they were only there to uh, essentially head off any efforts that he, he had discussed making, uh, you know, to move certain agendas forward. They were just there to stop it. And, uh, you know, my biggest hope, Don, is that if we're going to get a Trump 2.0, if we're going to have a a second Trump term, that he would come in and uh, not hire from the swamp. You know, I mean, maybe with a stroke of a pen, let's just do away with uh, 70 percent of the federal bureaucracy. Let's just get those people out of there because they're the ones who are stopping the true work that needs to be done. And, uh, you know, as unelected bureaucrats, they have uh, they got pensions, they're in unions, they don't yeah. have to go anywhere. And uh, we saw almost in- initially, as soon as he came into office, it was quite obvious with uh, the whole resist movement, people inside the U.S. government not yeah. allowing his agenda to move forward. And um, so, yeah, th- that's my great hope is that we would have something that would, you know, counter that as soon as he comes back.
1: Well, theoretically, you there- <laughs> If, if anybody, Trump or anyone, is a real opposition leader, and that's the problem with Trump, and I've written a lot about it, is that uh, it doesn't matter good or bad or anything, he is seen as the opposition leader. He's the voice of the, – he's the face of the opposition.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's why so much hate is still concentrated on him by the people that are in power and by the public that have been uh, conditioned to hate him, that millions of people hate this guy. Just be, And that's why I think they, they believe – uh, why, they're, why they're, for instance, they're predisposed to my JFK assassination research community. I look at the way they've responded to Robert F. Kennedy's campaign.
0: I, I was going to ask it. you, I was going to ask you about that. How, what has the response been uh, to him since he's uh, announced that he's running?
1: Well, because they, they they don't look at him very favorably, most of them, because he's kind of seen as in that MAGA camp. He's not seen as a Democrat. He's not he's MAGA, saying,
0: though. He's <laughs> like not. No, he's,
1: he's not. He's not. But it's. Because he's anti-vaxxer and because he doesn't uh, he doesn't uh, have Trump range to syndrome, I guess. That's basically it. And uh, he uh, and, you know, it's maybe going to be an appointee of Trump's for whatever reason would happen there. So but no, they don't they don't. Uh, at this point, that, that side, the left has been transformed to the point where they are now actually against peace. They're overtly against peace, and they, you know, they, if, if you, if Trump derangement syndrome is very similar to what I see a lot, and that's Putin derangement syndrome. Mm-hmm. They feel the same way about Putin, and they attribute like everything we're saying here tonight. Uh, I can. There are people out there that would say this is Russian disinformation. Sure, and I would say neither one of us has any connection to Russia at all. You know, I you know. I've never known a Russian, uh, so uh, but because that's what they want to do. They wanna, They want to try to act as if this is something we're not organically thinking and reacting to on our own responding to what's going on and uh that's why again they tried that with trump and so forth they try to demonize this and the opposition has been cast in that light so that things like intelligence agencies you know most of the people in the jfk research community think the cia killed kennedy Mm -hmm. we saw tucker carlson say that on tv uh bobby kennedy has said it now i never thought i'd see a presidential candidate saying that and yet This is they now trust these intelligence looks like you got under the collar there.
0: Oh, yeah. You can keep talking, though. His microphone's going to take a minute to connect.
1: Okay, yeah. So but I mean, that's so this is uh, they're they're relegated now to defending the intelligence agencies, to defending uh, war, Mm -hmm. you know, to be to be pushing for World War Three. They're trying to demonize people or I mean, Trump, it's not like Trump is any kind of peacenik, but he is he has several times said just by saying something like, yeah, you know, we should go over there and try to work this out that's something they don't want i mean no. what, we've reached a point where they, they they don't want to avoid war i mean this is that's what we're having to deal with that's why you know margaret taylor green is right we need a national divorce but i don't think they're going to give it to us we try, you know it happened in 1860 and i we we're fine without them mm-hmm. the problem is they need us yes they need yes. us and i don't think they're going to let us love it i wish they would <laughs> I, mean, I can't imagine how much better life would be but uh no. well
0: home. we'll keep keep working at it caller you're on the air and uh you were with us early in the program but uh can you hear me caller can you hear me <laughs> There's Oh, it's, okay so <laughs> we're having the same issue that we had before we can see you hang on uh let me what am, let- I,
4: what am I wearing you're wearing a green
0: shirt with a cabby cabby hat. Can oh, you hear me?
4: Uh, all right. Uh, you can, uh, can you hear me? We can hear you. Yes. 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 <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I, I, you know, pardon me. I'm. I was trying. I using Rumble, but the the thing was skipping so bad. I could barely track it. And then I, so I called, did the Zoom first, and I was the first time I did it. So I said but I better punt on that, and then <laughs> went back to Rumble, and it was skippy trippy, and then. Well, I thought I went to hell when he calls Zoom again. So no, well,
0: it's working out. What can we get your name? Yeah, I'm Jay
4: from okay. Washington State. Awesome. Jay, welcome to the
0: program. How you doing? I'm doing great. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, so what's I, but go ahead.
4: Yeah, well, I mean, I the suggestion about, you know, infiltrating the hospital and you know just Having somebody, you know, an expert go in there and and if you need support staff, you know, the nurses to be in, infiltrated or whatever. But just some investigation to finally nail these people. I mean, to get smart about this and to just go in and nail them because this is so widespread, so ubiquitous. It's, uh, it's everywhere. And I just can't believe that, you know, we, we couldn't figure out how to infiltrate the, these people, document what they're doing and nail them. Well, you know, one of the problems, uh, and Don,
0: you know, tell me what you think about this, is uh, is the whole Rockefeller initiative. You know, when someone decides that they want to be uh, a doctor or working in the medical field, uh, they come in with little to no uh, educational experience or knowledge about these subjects, and they go through a prestigious medical school or you know maybe even a less prestigious medical school, but they're all formatted in the exact same way, and so they're essentially brainwashed, and then they get into their jobs. And they're told that they have to do things in a certain way. And that's how we ended up with people just following orders. I mean, essentially goose yep. stepping right behind uh, Anthony Fauci. Yeah, they
2: were. Well, oh, Go ahead. Uh, Go
4: ahead. Uh, guess. I was going to say, uh, you know, I can appreciate that. But the fact is that we need to get this to stop. Okay. And so, you know, who's uh, who you attribute the blame to or whatever. I mean, that could all be sorted out later. The critical thing. Is to just get this to stop, I mean, they're just murdering people in hospitals, and yeah, and it just seems so absolutely sh- shocking and implausible that they're getting away with it continually. It, truly, well, it truly, truly, it it is. Is. Don, go ahead.
1: Yeah, no, it is. But the problem is, like, I could tell my case uh, probably everybody in my family, with the exception of maybe my immediate family that has heard me talk about it, but my extended family, they all think my brother died of COVID and he died because he wasn't vaccinated. And it's my fault that he wasn't vaccinated. Oh, that's what they think. And I don't, you know, I, I tell them, but they don't want to hear it. And that's the problem is I think most people, again, they're predisposed to believe the authorities. I, we, we talked, what is that experiment that they did years ago? They've been they were quoting, I keep forgetting the guy's name. Uh, it's many years ago, they conducted these experiments. To, to So, and they determined that 80% of people Will obey authority figures regardless of what the order is, and that 's what you 're seeing now. It may not be eighty percent, but it 's probably close to that that they so if, if somebody like me or you or anybody else is making claims it doesn 't matter if we have facts on our side or not. we can have video doesn't matter I mean you know you've got Joe Biden on video you know bragging about getting a Ukrainian prosecutor fired that doesn 't satisfy millions of people that 's not evidence apparently so you know it's it, some people it doesn't matter. They had their opinion, and uh, I would like to think that we could ju- But in most cases, they just think we're kooks, and they think that they think people like me are wrong. That he did that he didn't die. Oh, it's crazy! Like hospitals would kill because they have trust in the authorities. They would never do that. That's science fiction, mm-hmm. you know. So I I don't know if we could get good enough proof for the show unless you had you know maybe uh, doctors uh, you know and nurses coming up and smothering patients to death with pillows on video. And maybe, I don't know. I mean, they might try to you know, some explanation for that. I don't know.
4: Hmm. All right. Well, I, I, I'm going to still continue to think about it and see if I come up with any other ideas. But it right. just seems sure. like that we should really try to infiltrate it and, you know, do a James O'Keefe kind of thing if it's possible and just get this stuff to stop, like, as soon as possible.
0: Well, I think the I other the, the other the other option that we have is to uh, pull ourselves out of that system. You know, like there are um, kind of you know boutique healthcare collectives that are popping up, and um, yeah. you know that's honestly the 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 best solution that I can think of is just yes, to yeah. not enter into those systems to begin right. with and don't put yourself right. in harm's way. All right. Yeah. Well, listen, Jay. Thank you. thank you so much for the call, brother. I appreciate you.
4: Yeah. No problem. Take care. All right, man. Take
0: it thank easy. You. Good stuff. Uh, Let me real quick say thank you to Matt1776. He says, hey, fam, the iPhone app is here with push notifications. DM me screenshot of a notification for 100 gold pills. So let me tell you this, guys. When you go to the foxhole or pilled.net, you can hit uh, the share button, at least on on, uh, iPhone. And it will ask you if you want to add the Foxhole as a an app to your home screen. That will allow you to have the same features that would be available if the Foxhole app was in the App Store. But it also allows for the Foxhole to remain independent and not have to worry about Apple coming in and taking thirty percent of the revenue and telling them what they can allow in the platform. When you do that and uh, you go to your favorite content creators, if you turn on the notification bell, your iPhone will ask you. If if you want to allow for push notifications. Once you do, you'll get a notification on your phone uh, in the same way you would a text message or a notification from any other app, and it will tell you when people are going live. It'll tell you when people comment on your stuff, when they drop a red pill on your stuff, when they send you a direct message. And then also in the direct messages, uh, it is a lot like Telegram or Discord now. You can uh, react to messages with emotes. Uh, You can actually reply to specific messages inside of a message thread. Uh, Give it a shot. It's really, really innovative, and these guys have done so much, and it's pretty incredible that they were able to basically create the app without having to be inside the Apple app ecosystem. It allows them a lot more freedom, so definitely check it out. And then White Hat also said, what's up? Miss you, friend. Hope you're well. Much love, folks. Yes, uh, so good to see you, White Hat. And uh, I'll give you a call after the show tonight. But definitely great to see you out there in the chat. All right, so uh, so Don, you know, the uh – <laughs> It always comes down to the possibility of uh, of change and, you know, people believing that we can do it or that we can't do it. You know, what, in your mind, what can we do as individuals to try to assure that we will be victorious, that, that we can overcome what they've been put in uh, in, in its stead?
1: Well, I have a, an idea, and I think I'm the only one that's tried to out Because, again, I, I just think we can't vote ourselves out of this. I think that's been proven. I think politics is dead at this point. So I, I think uh, a social movement, uh, something like uh, my second favorite movie of all time is Meet John Doe. I love Frank Capra. And uh, it was his film. It's a very populous film. And if people have seen it. They know what it's about. It's basically about a, um, a movement that was created uh, basically of the John Doe's of the world. And we're all John Doe's at this point. We're anonymous souls. And it was built around not politics, but it was built around the golden rule. It was built around being good neighbors, loving your neighbor and just understanding that the guy next door to you wasn't necessarily a bad guy and uh, get to know them. And I think that kind of concept might work because I don't think they can demonize people wanting to be good neighbors. Maybe they can find a way. Maybe this racist. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it probably is, you know, transphobic or something. But uh, That would be because the, in the film, the John Doe movement becomes a huge third party thing. And, of course, it gets been twisted for political reasons. It's a great film. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It's, it's unbelievable. 1941, um, Gary Cooper, Barbara Stanwyck. And it's a fan, fantastic movie But. Uh, it gets twisted, but before that, they have John Doe chapters. that reminded me very much of Huey Long, my hero, the Cheryl Wealth Clubs that were tapped all across the country. They had John Doe chapters all over the country. And it was people just, it caught like wildfire, people being nice to each other. It was built around this kindness, the golden rule. Do one to others. Uh, I, I think that has would have the chance, because if you get to know people, then you can open up to subjects like this. If once you get to realize, hey, you know, these these people are nice, they're okay, they're not crazy, this size not crazy kooky conspiracy theorists, then perhaps, you know, it opens the door to forming relationships, because especially in today's world, it's important, because that was obviously the film, with the screenplay was written way before the internet or anything, but because mm-hmm. of the cyber nature, like what we're doing, you know, we're communicating, uh, you know, this fantastic invention. but how many people do we have in our, you know, in our lives that we're with, you know, meeting in uh, bars and restaurants, like the, uh, the original committees of correspondence did, you know, back before the American Revolution. Uh, we need something like that, but it doesn't—it doesn't have to be openly about a revolution. But something like a John Doe movement would be, again, people just meeting on the concept of, hey, let's get to know each other. Let's say, you know, I, I you know, I, I get mad. Why does your bar- dog bark so much and irritate me? That, you know, that kind of thing. Find find out the reason why. You know, maybe he, he's not doing it to bother you for whatever reason. Find out what it is. That kind of thing. Try to get to know your neighbors if the other guy on the other side of the fence is it's not a bad egg. And then, again, if you have a whole collective like that, uh, and then you can form, I mean, how many of us know our neighbors that well? I mean, talking about extensively, I live in a big neighborhood. I mean, we've lived here 25 years. Yeah, I know a lot of them, but there's a lot of them I don't know. And I think that's the, mo- the way it is with most people. Get to know your neighbors. That's how I think you can forge alliances at the most local level. You know, my friend Vince Agnelli, who's uh, done some great work in this, he talked about um, forming you know, really local communities, and I think that's what we need to do. You know, to, go back to, to try to unplug from the system as much as we can because they're they may be unplugging it soon anyhow. You know, it's the thing I fear the most at this point is uh, is the digitalized currency mm-hmm. they're talking about. If they do that and they tie it to a social credit score, people like you and I are out of luck. Yeah, because we've got. We've got our thought crimes out there on the record. You know, they're they're well-documented. Okay, these guys <laughs> are hopeless thought criminals. And so, um, they, you know, sorry, you don't have access to your money. You know, if they control our money, there's nothing we can do. But if we form local societies, and I know that would be hard. Form local societies, then you have other ways of, uh, you know, barter and just, you know, come up with other ways of uh, currency exchanges. I think that's what we have to do because I don't think at this point You know, Bob Dylan said many years ago, the pump don't work because the vandals took the handles and the pump doesn't work right now. You know, the vandals have the handles. And that's the it's it's, made that obvious. Trump was our last hope. I said at the time, this is it. I don't know if this guy's any good or not, but this is the last chance. He's saying things that needed to be said. I didn't think I'd ever hear anybody ever say he can't get it done. It's over. And for whatever reason, you know, you can say you can attribute it to him, or they wouldn't let him, or whatever. He wasn't able to get it done. And now we find ourselves in a way worse situation than when he came into office, because what came after him was a reaction, a response to stuff that he was saying that he didn't even do. And you see what you see now. You see the the the, the border so wide open that it's <laughs> I don't know if there's anything we can possibly do. And you see the transgender craze, where literally you can lose your job for basically, you know, saying uh, that there are only two genders or the men can't give birth. I mean, it's, it's genuine insanity right now. So I, I, I think that, you know, and I think one of the callers kind of touched on that. We do have to try to, to, to unplug for this, I, but I don't know how we can, because you obviously you need to, you need to interact with it on some basis. And they may, you know, if it gets, if we do form a local societies. Then it may come the police or even the military might come if it gets, you know, and then I guess, you know, it'll come down to the Second Amendment. I, I don't know. But I mean, I, I hope it doesn't come to that. But I just don't think that we need we want to be left alone. We want to be peaceful. We want to get along. We don't want to bother anybody. We don't want to cancel anybody. I mean, no, nobody on our side that is awake at all. We're not interested in getting people fired. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not interested in saying, oh, my God, do you see what this person posts? I'm going to call their employer. The other side does that all the time. They exist for that. Mm-hmm. Who's your employer? I'm going to let your employer know. And the employers kowtow every time. Okay, well, you see that woman uh, a while back uh, It was a white woman that was a, a nurse. She had worked like a 12-hour shift. She was, she was renting a bike or something, and there were yeah. these black kids. You saw that, right? Yes. And, Instantly, everybody took their side. It turns out she was right. She had their seats. But I don't think she ever got her job back. The hospital fired her. Oh, did that? Wow! She, yes, I, yeah. I no. uh, I knew
0: that they had like suspended her pending an investigation, but I also know that she's got defamation suits, uh, and I would oh, imagine okay. if they did fire her, she's going to have a wrongful termination suit as well. So,
1: I hope so. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, yeah, that was uh, that was deplorable what they did to her, and not in the good kind of deplorable.
1: <laughs> oh no, <laughs> no, that was. Uh, I mean, I couldn't no. believe that because uh, again, people are so willing to the other side. So, when we, and even after she had the receipts, they were still yeah, pointing they, to this. I
0: saw, I saw <laughs> actually a response from the sister of the boy that had taken the bike oh. from her. <laughs> You know, and I mean, he was riding the bike, but he docked it. And as soon as you dock it, anybody else has the right to come in and check it out. And so she checked it out and uh, and he tried to take it from her. You know, I mean, I would have fought with the guy, too, if he's trying to take away the bike, <clears throat> because that means sure. he's going to ride it and it's going to charge her credit card. You know, that's right. that's not OK. You can't allow that to happen. So I hope that woman takes them for everything so. they have. <laughs>
1: because even even if somehow she was wrong or whatever it when she doesn 't appear that she was, why does the employer get involved? Mm-hmm. What is the employer why Why are you in jeopardy of losing your job because you had a dispute with a bike yeah. again because it 's the woke thing. the element was white, bad, black, good, whatever so I guess it would have been the same thing with a transgender or something but and mm-hmm. that's that's what we want to unplug from because we don 't understand that we 're not you know. <laughs> The idea that you could be fired, but we've seen people. How many people have been fired for posting something on social media? Sure, happened happened repeatedly. You've had people that were fired for saying "all lives matter."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, could there be a less controversial thing than that? All lives don't matter.
0: Right, right.
1: And I, I mean, and so that's that's where we're at. And people need to to, uh, to just have common sense about it. And I think that's why my presence on Substack is growing because. I uh, don't pull any punches, and I, you know, I have a lot of leftist beliefs still, but um, you know, I, I I don't pull any punches on this stuff. You don't hear, you see very many white people talk about the things I talk about mm-hmm. because you know, I because it, we have to. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not you know white nationalist or anything. I'm just saying this is what it is. It's ridiculous. It makes no sense. You can't shy away and back away from these things because you're scared and giving ground. Otherwise, you end up with ridiculous things like we see this month Juneteenth, which I'm sorry is ridiculous. And mm-hmm. basically, Juneteenth is George Floyd Day. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. It happened because of George Floyd. Yep. And so, I mean, so you want to name a holiday after somebody who is a career street criminal, mm-hmm. and you think he's worthy of, 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 of well, actually, above George Washington. George Washington now doesn't even have it. the president. Said, Something's wrong with a society that does that. So maybe we, we can't keep feeding into it. And at the very least, we have to resist it to the extent we can. I'm trying to do what I can you know, the platforms I have, but, um, you know, and, and people are responsive to it, but uh, I'm also not in the working world anymore. I make my living full-time writing now. So, but if I was, uh, I would have been fired repeatedly probably. <laughs> or, right. You we know, right. thought crimes every day, but so I guess it's easy for me to do, because I don't have to risk that. So the, pe- the people out there that have a um, a good income that they're making somewhere else, I can understand, you know, why they're a little reluctant to do it because they do, risk you know being fired for it so it's easy for us to say but at some point we have to stand up you know we have to stand up and, and stand up for truth.
0: it's true it's true yeah you know i've i've uh, i've often thought about the fact that i've basically made myself unhireable.
1: <laughs> if this if this doesn't
0: work out i'm screwed guys yeah, <laughs> yes, <that's true. laughs> i mean it's true but you know oh the comedy the comedy of the tragedy oh yeah. good lad oh. yeah you
1: have to laugh about, it. and that's why yeah. i try to uh when I write, if people read my Substack, they'll see that uh, a couple of people today call me the funniest guy in Substack. I, I try to to have humor because we have to laugh at it. And I, I think you could. I think you can make your points more effectively with that. But you, and I think that's the way to defuse situations because you can't take this seriously. I mean, it, it's uh, on the one. Like I said, when I was talking about you know the, the this COVID thing. I mean, when, when they're they're telling you the first person in England. That had COVID was named William Shakespeare. I mean, I mean, I, at that point, I, I don't need to hear anything else. So just no. or the, the Titanic thing, you know. You you have a guy that uh, the, the Titan thing there. Uh, well, they're going to tell you that this craft that looked like that, it looked like a piece of junk that was built in somebody's backyard. It didn't even look like it had any lights on it, so I'm not sure how they were going to view the Titanic.
0: They didn't have it. <laughs> they didn't have GPS. They didn't have uh, an emergency beacon. I mean, come I, listen. These I, are
1: billionaires. <laughs> <laughs> they come and come up with something, and they didn't test it. And and then they tell you that this thing, whatever it was, was capable of going deeper into the ocean than a navy submarine
2: was. I, navy I, I submarine I could that.
1: I heard that today. I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" They won't allow the
0: Navy submarines to go down to that depth, but they put this bucket of bolts together <laughs> and they allow it to go down there. Oh, and yes. and you know, also there's the aspect that the the, the Navy knew on Sunday that this thing Im- imploded. Yes, and they, they, yes, they they held on to it until after Hunter Biden's whistleblower testified before Congress, and then they let everybody know. Yeah,
1: and they oh. let the sheeple they let the sheeple sit on the end of their seats and hoping against hope for all this, and they had this. This guy, and the guy, the lead of this guy says he he doesn't hire any white people over fifty. And oh. and, and, and one one of one of the wives was a direct descendant of a Titanic. Uh, yes, I saw There's that. So many elements of this. Come on, man. I, oh, could, I could write a better script than that. And oh. I apologize. I apologize for anybody that may really have died in this. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying that these these are the kinds of things we see over and over again, and I'm very dubious of it. I'm sorry. I don't I don't believe that that craft could go. To the bottom of the ocean floor, but a navy submarine couldn't. I, I yeah. just don't believe it.
0: No, Dad. D- d- so- doesn't make any sense to me either. Uh, So anyways, you guys, I've got Don's uh, uh, Substack up on here. Some of the articles, American Culture from Idiocracy to Wakanda. I love it. Uh, My new book, Rips the Mask Off of COVID Lies. Thank you for your servitude. Welcome to the Bidenstein Project, Crisis Actors in a Counterfeit Society, Land of Secrets and Home of Censorship, John Doe's of the World. Many different articles. I am a subscriber of Don's Substack, so I highly suggest that you guys go ahead and check it out as well uh don we are at the end of the program and i just need to say one thank you to pam day over on the Foxhold for dropping that cookie uh don is there any other uh place that you would like for people to go to follow you and do you have any final thoughts for the audience
1: well I, please try to follow me on twitter still despite uh the uh the shadow ban there people are allowed to follow me you may be unfollowed but uh try to break their algorithm it's at don jeffries you can find me easily uh again because the more followers you have uh people take you more seriously i don't know why it is i mean they do try to limit some of our at substack.com is the main place it's substack i protest which is the same name of my weekly live streaming show and rockman.com uh that's the place to go because uh, i am building an audience there i have a um paid option everything's free there but uh i have thousands of subscribers but i'm getting more and more pay people that are doing the pay option that's fine you're just doing it to support me you're not gonna no paywall you're not gonna need special content i'm a populist everything's free but uh, i appreciate the people do but that's the place to go because everywhere else uh, at least right now it looks like it's a free speech platform i hope it stays that way they haven't you know you can see by my titles i say you know i write whatever i want so Mm -hmm. uh nobody's reigning me in so uh that would be the place to go. And obviously, Masking in the Truth, my, my book, is uh, out there now. And uh, I, I hope people will check it out. Uh, we originally held it back and had people buy it through the publisher. I think we'll make this there. But uh, you can go to Amazon Barnes. It's everywhere now, wherever you want to buy it. Uh, get the best deal you can. And uh, very recommend it to your libraries when you try to break the algorithm. It's going to be hard to get that into libraries, but I think we can do it if enough people ask for it.
0: All right. And if you live down here in Florida, I think maybe you'll have an easier time getting in there. But I will say this. If you guys go to the Lulu link that I've been pushing throughout the show, Don will get more money if you buy the book than he will if you buy it on Amazon. I was shocked to learn just how little authors make off of the sales (laughs) of books on Amazon. (laughs) In some cases, I mean, you're talking about, you know, pennies on the dollar because, I mean, you've got all of your costs. You've, You've got to pay the publisher and the printer. And then, of course, if there's any district distribution costs uh if you advertise and then amazon comes in and takes 70 to 90 percent of the total price of the book it's just insane yep.
1: it is it is insane and and that really we we earn little everywhere i mean all my publishers i have whether it's but i get better deals with some other smaller publishers but the bigger publishers give me very little and it's just not just amazon it's barnes and noble everywhere uh but the problem is Amazon, it's, it's kind of a catch-22 because they are important because you need those ratings and rankings. So I ask people, buy it from the publisher, but please try to give it a, at least a rating, if not a review, on Amazon. Because, what? again, we talked about people being followers. Mm-hmm. People are followers. And trying to reach those normies on Amazon, if they see that a book has a lot of ratings or a lot of reviews. They're going to be more likely to buy it. Exactly. They, yep. It doesn't matter what the subject matter. Oh, that that's how people think their followers. So yep. please, if you buy it from there, consider rating and reviewing if you think it's worth it. And, uh, you know, maybe we can uh, build something to get the word out.
0: Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Don, it's been a pleasure speaking with you as always. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you to everybody out there in the audience. I'm just going to check real quick and make sure that there's not... Any additional thank yous like over on ko-fi, ko-fi.com, forward slash redpill78. You can donate there just like you could on Buy Me a Coffee. That's another platform I was just recently kicked off of, done, uh after another, <laughs> oh, oh, uh, a, another hard-on article from uh, Alex, uh, uh, what's his name, from uh, Media Matters. I can't even remember his name. He's a t- terrible, terrible person. He's gotten me deleted from everywhere. Oh, um, but... Um, But yes, uh, nothing over there, so thank you very much everybody who has supported the show. Please, again, consider supporting the sponsors. Also, consider purchasing Don's book. Uh, We need people like him in the game, because uh, even though we have internet and we have digital mediums, there is something so intrinsic about the power of physical media, because even if they cut the internet off, if they delete my channels, uh, if they take my platforms away, Don's book will always be out there, and you'll always be able to share it and uh, show people the truth. So, Don, thank you again. Appreciate you being here. Everybody at home. Good luck. God bless. We'll see you on Monday.
1: Take care. Thanks.